0: Sock passe. <laughs> mabule, Mabule. You are now listening to the sounds of Sports Reports' order. Yes, Mr. Logical.
1: You're. 2 5. We're in the building.
0: And I'm sorry, y'all. Y'all just going to have to deal with it because we got to talk about Colorado, too. And then we're going to talk about the week that was in college football because everybody, including myself, said it was going to be the whack weekend. I ain't saying it was great, but it wasn't (laughs) whack. Then we're going to get into the NFL, some recaps. You know, we had the two Monday night games last night. Got two Monday night games coming up next week. And then we're going to get into those 0-2 teams. Which 0-2 team can turn it around? Speaking of turning it around, Mr. Logical, you yeah. so I was sitting here and I was thinking about how my mama raised me you know, and, you know, how I should take off my hat and my sunglasses and all that good stuff like that. And then I started thinking that with everything good, there's a bad and an ugly. You know, as much as you love somebody, sometimes they can hit your nerve. You don't necessarily hate them, but it's like, yo, I don't like you as much as I love you. So when I'm looking at Coach Prime, who I absolutely love, you know, because I got to say that before I say what I'm about to say, because I know once I start saying what I'm about to say, people are going to say that I said things that I did not say. So I love Dion, you know, even beyond the Florida State stuff, like you know Dion is just that guy. His charisma wins you over when you when he listens you speak. But that right there lies in the problem. As great as he is when he speaks, not everybody's feeling the message. So you know we're getting into that Barack Obama area where any criticism, yeah, Whoa. yeah, any criticism Whoa. of Dion, any criticism we're of Dion. We
1: two minutes thirty seconds in. I <laughs> mean, this is too <laughs> fun, y'all. This is too every, fun, y'all. Let's go. Every criticism I didn't hear of, this yet. I didn't hear this yet. Every criticism
0: of Dion is racism. You know, and, you know, everybody that criticizes Dion don't want to see a black man prosper. Now, I know there's some of that out there. I also think that if you don't support Colorado or if you're not on board with the train, You're not an Uncle Tom. You know, we all got our own opinions. We all got our own thoughts, our own, you know, methodologies and all that kind of stuff. I've been going to Colorado games way before Prime ever stepped on campus. So I'm in. But this is the thing. You're talking to 18 to 22-year-old kids, talking about how personal it is. You say things like, and I know Dion didn't mean it in the way that some people probably took it when he was saying, you know, It was just going to be a battle for Colorado, but now it's personal. You know, like, oh, we was just going to go out there and we working hard. We was just going to go play a football game, but now it's personal. So now I know that Dion wasn't trying to start anything, but there's a certain tone that comes with your words and you can't control how the people or person hearing what you said interprets that or takes that. So you got this dumbass out here that hits Travis Hunter after the play. And I I shouldn't call him a dumbass. I mean, he's a kid, you know, relatively speaking, so that's a little strong. But he shouldn't have did what he did, point blank. You know, lacerated a guy's liver, allegedly. He's out for a few weeks. You know, Heisman candidate, all this kind of stuff. Even if he wasn't a Heisman candidate, still not right. But you're talking about teenagers and dudes that are just coming out of teenage hood and tr- trying to set a tone, like you were watching, uh, you watched uh, the Gator documentary, right? Some of that,
1: yeah, Major Right,
0: yeah, yeah, Major Right. People celebrate that. He was, that was trying to set the tone. Well, I mean, it <laughs> was, but that just mean it's clearly past the but I just where
1: hit it. It was, yeah, they hit, but- Yeah, he did the hit on purpose, but but people celebrate that. No, it clean? was it was but it was still unnecessary. It was, interference. Yeah. it was
0: still unnecessary, but he was trying to set a tone. I don't think that this guy, the safety from from Colorado State. I don't think his intention was I'm going to put Travis Hunter in the hospital. You know, right. I, but
1: that's the thing but that's the thing. If you purposely hit somebody late, then the outcome is connected to whatever your premeditation was even if you try to claim it wasn't it's like okay you saw the ball hit the ground and you hit him anyway so you know when the ball hits the ground you know he didn't catch the pass you know everybody hits the brakes right you deliberately accelerated so he has to be his his he has to be held accountable Definitely, definitely. I'm not
0: saying that. I'm not saying, and it that.
1: has to be considered that you deliberately did that. Like, no, but so th- your intention was to hurt him because you deliberately hit him purposely all, late. So, but your this, intention this, this was to problem. hurt him. Your intention wasn't to send the message, your intention was to hurt because you know, like, if it's like a quarterback is in the pocket and he lets the ball go and he stands there, he yes, he's a player, he's on the field and he has his pads on, but you know, he's done with that play, he let the right. ball go and you cheap shot him in the back. Yeah, until you, he blindsides
0: you on a block. <laughs> but same, it's the same thing.
1: So, like, <laughs> you know, like, you know, like, this is going to be, it was deliberate. Uh, I, I just like don't, you say, what I don't about like. Dion, what I, what, what, the, hold on, real, real tone, quick, real, tone, real okay. quick, real
0: yeah. quick. What, I, what I don't like is I don't like reacting to the reaction. So, like, you know, like when uh, Dylan Brooks hurt Gary Payton, you know it was a dirty play you know but it was dirty before gary payton got injured you know i don't like the reacting to the oh he's injured and now we're going to go like so so it was already wrong when he hit travis hunter regardless of what travis hunter's subsequent injuries were going to be yeah you know but i think people are just focusing on the injury alone and not, i think
1: people know. are in, i think people are in on a hit just because it was so it was so deliberate. One thing is like if it's across the middle and it's it's you know the the quote unquote central bang bang play. Right. He right. goes up for the ball. You go to separate him from the ball and you hit him, but he has the ball on his hands when you hit him. Right. That that you could say like it's it's dirty like the way Ryan Clark used to blow people up when they're in the middle of the field.
0: Oh yeah, back that in, he did
1: in the early two thousands when he was out there knocking people's heads off. But. <sighs> But this guy uh from Colorado State, he saw the ball hit the ground, he loaded up and hit him in his chest. So that's that's why it's people react in the same way. I'm surprised he didn't get ejected, but I guess he should I'm have been, sure.
0: yes. He should have I been. don't
1: know, I don't know what the rule is. I know the targeting rule is associated with the helmet.
0: Right. I don't think late hits, that, yeah.
1: I don't think late hits get you ejected.
0: No, only if you get two of them because you get the first unsportsmanlike conduct, and then if you get a yeah. second one, you get. And, and that
1: depends on how you penalize it. If they penalize it as unsportsmanlike conduct, you get I, just, two. I just feel. But if I it's just like feel, if it's like unnecessary roughness, I don't think that's a. I don't think that has a quota. I just because feel you can get a face mask. You can get two or three face masks, and I get that again. Well, it but depends on if they, on if they uns-
0: refer to it. Yeah, holiday, if they call it unsportsmanlike. Ball, like,
1: yeah, unsportsmanlike dead right. ball. Right. Emily, which we should have been because the ball was dead. Right.
0: Right. It was it was way dead. And and that's where so so that's where, like, for me, I think the whole thing leading up to it, I, his actions are his actions. He's responsible for his actions. You know, I'm just trying to think of it from the standpoint of
1: those flames were stoked by the personalities and, of and, the head coaches. Right.
0: And, and not just Dion and not just Dion and, and Jay Norvell. But. ESPN and everybody else, it was literally like, hey, Colorado's got a game. Colorado, Colorado. Like, Apparently, they were playing themselves. You know what I mean? So I think a lot of CSU dudes were just like, yo, we
1: here too. Like, we're going to make them talk about us. I feel you on that, but that happens every week. For every team, I know, but everybody doesn't react the same way. Everybody, everybody doesn't, doesn't react the same way. Go out there deliberately no. You're right. But, cheap shots. Well, it's just so, like we talked I, about. I get, I get the accountability piece for the coaches. Like, listen, you guys got to keep it under control. I don't like the pregame stretching where both teams are up at, at the same time. If you know it's charged up, but it's TV, it's that's unscripted what I'm saying. reality TV, and I get that. And we're gonna toe the line because I'm not gonna front sometimes i i can be very boring even on vacation i can just be very boring i don't really do the exciting stuff like listen i'm here to chill look at some buildings take some pictures have some drinks like i get that i can you know but some people push it to the limit and sometimes you do that and if you're in the entertainment world i.e college sports espn fox all these other and you're you're trying to galvanize viewership because you're paying out these massive tv contracts You need a team west of the Mississippi that you can put on at noon or put on at 10. Because it was 10 o'clock when that game came on here. Mm -hmm. It went off at – I think I went to sleep at Mm 2.30. I was texting – I think I was texting you like, man, I can't wait to go to sleep because I thought the game was over when they were down 11. Yeah, everybody was texting me like, yo, how do you all do this? Like, (laughs) So, like, I remember when I first first came back from Utah back to the East Coast and I was watching Monday Night Football – and at halftime, it was like 10 o'clock. I was like, oh, no, I can't. Boop, I had to turn that off because of yeah. Utah is only 8.15. I could watch the rest of the game. So they need they need teams besides USC and UCLA, like west of, you know, out in these mountains that can drive that early morning viewership and get people ready. Because, yeah, keep in mind, college game day was like 7 o'clock in the morning. Their game wasn't until 8 o'clock at night, mountain, mountain time. So they had to get people from their dorms or campuses or Fred houses, sororities, whatever the case may be, to come out and do the thing with the Rock and Pat McAfee and the the, the heads and all the fans. I wonder how Miami boards.
0: feels about the Rock right now?
1: Oh, because he's wearing a Colorado. It's like, yo, you one
0: of us? Like, give us this promotion, you know? But but no, I, I mean, like- Kawhi was at
1: the game. He went to San Diego State. I know that he don't he don't play basketball in Denver. Yeah, he, he like don't even go Diego to his State. own games. Like <laughs> so he's on the sidelines. <laughs> so little Wayne was there. Little Wayne's a Green Bay offset that was, was there. Fan. Offset was there. You know, some dude named Key Glock. It's so funny when like these commentators have to say rapper names in the middle of their sets. It's just he's like yeah, there's Key Glock. Like I don't know who that is. Yeah,
0: I don't know. You who that don't know, that. know who that is like, either.
1: But like, he yeah. performed live, and so I get what Dion is doing. And, and Dion is famous it. for this. And and this is like I say, it's and it's the, the best part about it being Dion, and the part that I love the most is that when you had the Jerry Curl and the sunglasses on and all the gold chains pre-draft, he wasn't on anybody's team. And he said, I told the Giants they would have to I would ask for so much money they have to put me on layaway. That is him to a T. And I think that's the thing that Dion is like, like, I'm not going, I'm not going to dim my light. So you feel like you shine it. Right. He's not going to do it. So he said, and he said it in the interview, he was like, listen, I, he was like the whole time I was thinking when they were down in the fourth quarter, he was like, I can't let this dude win because I don't want to have to deal with him at the podium if they win this game. So like mm-hmm. most coaches would not come out and say something that honest and transparent. Granny, he right. won. I don't know if he says that if they lost, But even in in a win, Nick Saban's never going to come to the podium and say, man, I really wanted to win that game because I didn't want Lane Kiffin up here with sunglasses and gold chains on, popping champagne. I don't need to hear
0: Jimbo's mouth.
1: Uh, Yeah, he's not going to say that. But (laughs) I was like, listen, I don't want this dude up here celebrating because I don't know what he's going to say at the podium if he beat us. And I like what Deion said
0: afterwards when they asked him about Coach Norvell. He said, like, my blessing don't have anything to do with his blessing. You know, my success
1: is not going to stop his success. So why would I want him to be unsuccessful? Like I'm gonna be successful on my own.
0: And Jay Norvell is a good coach. He just was very bush league in this situation because he got caught up in the hype. He got caught up in the moment. It's not
1: for everybody. It's not for everybody. Everybody can't do it. Like we all have, like you all have friends. Like if you think about back in the long, long, long time ago when you know we're out in these streets, is there's a guy in your group that has that kind of charisma that when you go out, he can just attract people. It's just something that comes intrinsically to him. natural. Get people around. He can laugh and crack jokes. The fifth dude in your group might not be able to do that. And the day he tries to step up and do that, he just ruins the mood. Ruins like, the dog, mood. Or y'all not, in some kind of fight. Or like y'all get kicked out That's not what club. you do. Why are you yeah. doing that? Norvell, like, listen, you're already going to be on the big stage. He was probably better off not saying anything. Just letting the game, game, game plan for because he had a great game.
0: Yeah, because now we're talking about this instead of saying like, yo, look at how Colorado State spread them it, out in shallow cross and shallow cross. And yo, shallow cross. You,
1: he got his that number 14 Horton. Yeah, he might have got he might have got that guy drafted in a first or second round. And the running back wasn't bad either, Morrow. He wasn't bad. Just either. Just off this game, uh, the defensive end who ended up getting kicked out, like I said, we'll get yeah. to know. one. Yeah, Muhammad
0: us. So that, Kamara. Muhammad
1: yep. Kamara. Yeah, he looks like he could play on Sunday.
0: He's damn Kamara's. Yeah, you know, they're just everywhere. So <laughs> I think he had
1: he had an opportunity to showcase his team, and I think he might be able to keep his players because you know it's not that far from Colorado Springs a Boulder and you could transfer. So well, they, they play go at out Fort there. Island,
0: they, so they're even closer to Boulder.
1: Yeah. So if they get if they get smoked, it's like uh Dion's right here ready, ready to take a few of these players off your hands, but now you got it to where they want to come back next year and play Colorado and not go join them in the transfer board. Someone undoubtedly might do it. But I, yeah. like I said, I, I think what Dion did, and you have to be careful because Shador is putting himself in a position of where, um, he—I get that he is Dion's son, and he, they have a lot of same mannerisms. But I have the same a lot of ma- same mannerisms. As my father, my son, you know, subsequently has the same as mine. Uh
0: His watch thing, he, you know, the wa- the, the,
1: the watch, watch thing, thing. Mm-hmm. is it. It might become more of a distraction it needs to be you did it for a couple of weeks now don't do it let everybody else do it make the shirts do all the other stuff but now get back to like not not with this high you have to dim your light yeah go win the heisman go out there and ball because i mean the throw he made to uh horn in the corner which ironically you know who missed the tackle right the safety that mm-hmm. put Travis on out of yep. the game. So, yeah, I mean, it's poetic justice, but that throw. So he rolls to his left and just in this, this like this beautiful motion, he squares his shoulders and throws a dart. And that's far. Like you look at a football field on TV. I was at after my son's game on the, we had a youth football game the other day. One of his friends was standing on like the 40 yard line on the other side. So it's like, 60 yards away from the end zone. And I'm standing in the – I'm walking off the field in the corner, and they're walking the other direction. And I'm talking to his mom. I look up, and I call his name. He could barely hear me. And I was looking like, quarterbacks in the NFL make accurate throws from that 40-yard hash to this pylon where I'm standing at. And it just looked – it looked crazy. So he made that throw. I think he let it go probably from, like, the 45-yard line down to, by, like, the six on a rope on the run. Like, that's – like, showcase that mm-hmm. you're going to have all the other stuff and everybody else is going to, you know, clamor. But like, like I said, poetic justice, the dude that yeah, and, the and, guy out was the guy that got beat for the touchdown.
0: And, and like I said, I don't want Dion to stop. You know what I mean? Like I'm on board with it, but you just have to be aware that there's another side to this. Like everybody's not going to acquiesce and just go along with it or have the same reaction, you know, or whatever. And And that doesn't make you a hater. You know, some things are just for you, some things are not. But
1: for some you. people are
0: flat yeah. out hating, like, no, some, some people criticism. are, but not everybody, it's just, it just over everybody, you know. Like, like, just it's, it's just like it's just like I didn't want to say his name, but it's just like LeBron, you know what I'm saying? Like, like me I and you always coming. I know me and you always have these conversations about like, you know, somebody's hating on LeBron or whatever, but nobody ever recognizes the 30 media people or so that. Rub LeBron every chance they get, you know what I mean? And so, so for the same thing, so for every person that we could consider to be hating on Dion, we could find sixty that are over the top the other way.
1: I mean, you yeah, know, it's, you know what I mean? like it's, it's a lot and of stuff that's over the top. Like the the what's the narrative that I've been seeing? He's gonna change college football. No, he isn't. He is one of one. The transfer portal did that. The transfer portal because he wouldn't can be able to do out out what he's doing right
0: now without the portal.
1: Yeah. So the, the portal helped him. I think his ability he would be able to do what he's doing right now in two years without the portal. Right. Without like the portal. He could get some right. transfers that might have to sit, and he can recruit and he could recruit Florida. But it's this recruiting game, it's it's a it's a money game. So he has to he has to make it work immediately. And I think he's doing a good job of that. But I think some 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 people, we, we, I read through some of his comments about, like, he's not changing college football. He is just doing what he's, what he's capable of doing he's a winner. at a high level. Everybody can't do what he does. Even with a guy like, you know, we'll use Nick Saban as an example. He can get head coach quality assistant coaches on his staff and keep them on the staff for a nice little run. And then they all go get jobs. Whereas you get, especially in the NFL, Philly had their run last year. Both of the coordinators gone. Whereas Nick, like, listen, stay here one more year.
0: You'll get a better job.
1: You'll get a better job. And we'll get we'll go get this other guy. You can kind of groom him up. So when you leave, I'm, well, I'm set. We're good to go. It's just like, it's just like the military, right? Back, you train if, in if your replacement. You train your replacement. If you got to come yeah. back, I got a spot for you. Yep. Starkeesian, hey, you want to come back? I got you. Bill Belichick, hey, Bill Byron, you get, you need a spot? I got you. Come on back.
0: And Josh so, McDaniel, welcome home once he get fired. Come
1: on back. Matt Patricia, come on back. So, like, a lot of coaches don't have that kind of relationship, nor do they have the cachet to be able to say, I'm bringing this guy back. You actually right. mind, Bill Belichick is bringing back coaches who got fired. He's been doing that for Romeo Cornell, Charlie Weiss. These guys were getting fired at other places. He was bringing them back. Right. You know, Bruce Arians kind of has that kind of swag, that cachet. What Dion has, he's got head coaches that are like he had Art Browse in Jackson State. He's,
0: yeah, he's a head got, coach at yeah, Baylor. He's he's got uh he had and has Mike Zimmer, you know, NFL head coach, former NFL head coach. coach as a you know he he got Sean assistant. Lewis as his offensive coordinator, who, who was lost. that head coach. His he head, head coach coaching job coach to come there
1: to be, to be an assistant, and this is before any success. This is right the success he was having at HBCU. And I'm listen, I'm going to Colorado, quit your head coaching job, come with yeah. me, watch what we do. And I'm
0: it's telling, like, telling you, Michigan State, Michigan State, if Sean Lewis is not on your short list, I don't know if he would leave, but if he ain't on your list of people to call, you're doing it wrong.
1: But, listen, but I uh, have to bring out so much money, you got to put them on away. That's yeah. what De- De- is probably and, putting, he's putting people in positions for that. like, like the sunglasses thing, uh, he said in an interview. He was I know I look them up I'm gonna get me a pair. I'm, I'm all I'm, I'm good. I only like wearing sunglasses. <laughs> only only time i ever wore sunglasses consistently, in my life was in Iraq, and because it's just bright and there's no right. trees. <laughs> so I was like, right. I gotta do something. I'm walking around all day long on my day off, and I was getting like these little these lines right here. I was yeah. always doing this, so I had to wear like the the ugly ones they issue. Not even like any flat ones, like the ones that look like this. Those ugly. 1980 joints
0: yeah but
1: uh I think with Dion what he's going to be able to do with that staff is every day is this free advertising it's the, the Labar uh ball effect yeah so with the glasses he has recices like "Yo, oh, so did you do this because of that he was like listen we already had planned it for this week and the guy just happened to say it and he was like well he's like I know marketing <laughs> he said so we yeah. just he's there like I know. got the team together yeah. And we just ran with it. Like when he was like, "On my and mama, now, on my hood, I'm so, I
0: was so... I looked fly. I looked into...
1: Yeah, that was legit.
0: And now, unfortunately, we got death threats entering the chat.
1: Come on. I think you should do a mandatory one year in jail for a death threat. Off the rip. Just pre-trial, no bail, just for stupidity. You should especially if it's over sports, if Travis (laughs) Hunter is not trying to kill him or any of his teammates not trying to kill him on the field, why are you, as a fan, that just became a fan in August, (laughs) ready to risk your freedom to threaten this man and his family? Like, this is a football game. This is a young man playing a football game. Yeah, the hit was dirty. It was late. But... Shadir tried to poke a dude's eyes out. I'm pretty sure at the pile of all these fumbles, dudes are jabbing each other in the ear and spitting each other's faces and all kinds I've of boss They're about to fight pregame. It is a gridiron game. It is a violent game. Because it it's takes personal. A lot of bravado and machismo to play this game. And some of that is gonna go overboard. It just it is what it is. You don't want it to happen to you. You don't want to get injured because of it, but. The risk you run. Yeah. It's, so like, think, it's like it's like going Florida to the club State with Miami, a lot of fly you know. clothes on. Somebody I, might want to take your stuff from you. So you can want to look fly when you go out. That's your right. But you can't be like, Florida oh, I State cannot State believe Miami, this happened to me.
0: I think Florida State and Miami aren't even allowed to kick off until a helmet gets swung.
1: Yeah, I think it's a it's a prerequisite. But, I think yeah, it's like a, it,
0: it's like a pre-ritual, you know, they <laughs> do it in a
1: meeting with the referee. <laughs> They're like, all right, you see, 50, you, bitch. See, see you two fighters <laughs> into the referee's office. We got the pad laid out. Winner, Winner gets the coin toss. Yeah. Uh, so it just, it just, it's, it's beyond childish is reckless. And just another thing, this is a digital age. So if you brought a note to his house, there's a camera in the neighborhood. There's a camera at the store you passed. If you sent it, your we IP got address is basically a fingerprint. <laughs> and it's not yeah. even that hard to find you. I know a 10 year old who knew how to block his teachers from seeing his laptop in school on Zoom. He's 10. He knows how to do that. So people who get paid to track these kind of things, they know how to find you also. Yeah, my
0: my five year old knew how to use Alexa as a telephone and I didn't even know that was a thing.
1: <laughs> my, I tried to lock my screen. My daughter's watching Netflix so she couldn't move thing around. So my son's like, oh, you just gotta lock the screen. So we locked it. She looked literally. I handed her the phone. She just unlocked that feature for no reason. <laughs> she didn't even need to change the screen. She just did it because she saw that we locked the screen. Yeah. And so she's like, do, do, do. so I was like, and I looked at her. I looked at my son. I was like, well, that was pointless. Literally, as yeah. soon as I handed her the phone, we were like on the train. She's like. She knows when the text messages come in to swipe to to, to gently touch the screen and swipe on the text message so it gets out of the way so she can keep watching. You, you know, I, so it's I like a... you're you're acting you're acting as if you're not going to get caught. I think, like I said, I think off the record she get a, just get a year.
0: You know, I, I am a little curious though, and then we'll move on. I am a little curious though at how this would be viewed both ways if it was the other way around. Because, like you said, Colorado wasn't necessarily innocent in the situation, but there wasn't like a lot of this, this, this. It was like all CSU, CSU, CSU bad, CSU bad.
1: You know, Yo, you had Le- the had, had LeBron and personal fouls. They did. They had back, but to there back were back but there were plays back, that
0: co- there were plays that Colorado could have got personal fouls on that they didn't. You know what I mean? It works both ways. Like it yeah, wasn't but just they didn't CSU; get t- they had like These, sixteen like, like, of them.
1: I will tell you. I will tell you. I'm looking at the actual number, but I think it was like sixteen. Colorado State. Well, I think
0: they. I think they had eighteen penalties total. But uh, but like but Colorado, like I don't know. Like it takes they, two. Hate. No, it takes two. Now Colorado were Colorado was the more disciplined of the two teams, obviously. You know what I mean, but like you said, like you know, like if if homeboy should have got kicked out for the hit on Hunter, then what do you do with somebody trying to poke somebody's eye out? Like you know what I mean, like. But you ain't kicking Shador out the game, or you ain't asking for Shador. Not you, but we're not asking yeah. for Shador to be kicked out the game or
1: to you know. I don't get think out. you should get kicked out of the game for for penalties. Like I'm I'm not a big. No, no, that's that. not even
0: the point. I'm just talking about the like the fan base the, the talk. Like the they had the 11
1: talk. 15 yard penalties though. They stupid. Eleven of their 17 penalties were 50. they stupid. And, and then that's on top why of they that, and this place. is another thing. In in the interview, I don't know if it was coming out of halftime or interview just in the second quarter. Norvell talked about I've never seen so many penalties called on one team before. And this was in the like I said I think this is like one of those you know like when they change the possession they do like right little. little like the Greg Popovich well, they interviewed interview.
0: him at a weird point like it was Yeah it was brand. like it was yeah. like
1: it was random second quarter after a punt or something they were getting the ball back maybe it was coming out for the second half but I know it was in the middle of the game and from that point on is when I like really got to, to the game cuz I had some other I was doing some other stuff so I was probably around then when I started watching the game then the interview happened he talked about the penalties and then I watched the second half and then the overtime and it's like dog, oh, you're getting like the, Kamara got two back to back fifth like personal foul calls, back to back plays, and then the second one got him kicked out because they had gotten nine before in the third and fourth quarter. And that's and what they fumbled the ball like interceptions. Just they they played a good football team, a good football game. They had it won. They should have gone for it on fourth and two instead of putting it down to the two yard it. line. Yeah. Like. Yeah. I'd rather put it – I'd rather end the game there because you get the three yards, it's a wrap. And they would kill me. They should have the went for the two-in overtime. At the – yeah. That was, that was probably – was out of the there. there too. Just
0: get out of there. You know what I mean? But and, and this is the thing. Like Norvell messed up. You know what I mean? Because he had the ability, you know – I mean, if we're going off of like, you know, it's personal. You know, he made it personal or whatever. He had the ability to one – even if it was just for the camera, he pulled that player over there and just light his ass up, like you know, like this is not what we came to do, blah blah blah, whatever. Like we don't even got to know what he said, but just the visual of him having an issue with what the
1: player did because, what and, realistically, and then, that's what they came to do. Okay, because and, it didn't stop. Like that's but the that's point. What I'm being, saying. But the point. But the it point being, like, it was. It But later. It was but later, for even, him, for them to play up play to the whistle, you but can tell later. by the way that, because that was a big thing that happened. That was a big hit. It took their best player out of the, one of their best players out of the game. And yeah. they got, a, they got nine more at like after that, they, yeah. after that, or, or so like, like, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So they but that's got what I'm saying. So, so, like so, that so that's where, that. that's
0: where like, cause I, like I said, I think he's a good coach. He came over from Nevada, you know, um, I think that he had an opportunity even if it was after the game, even if it was a day after the game. He had the opportunity, and and if he said it, I apologize, but I haven't heard it, but he had the opportunity to say, obviously we let this get ahead of us and we lost control. Like, I regret that. Like, or whatever, like, you nah, know, I don't, like think, even, I don't think he would be apologetic. Like, like he, for it. Well, he, he doesn't, necessarily, he doesn't even necessarily not, have to be apologetic. At least not publicly,
1: but to, to but, me, but, but for but me, I'm, just like, saying I'm not a big fan of, like, I'm just saying no, I don't think coaches even have to do that sometimes. Like, listen, the only people you're obligated to is, is your is your team. The media can get what you give them. I don't think, I think he, I, if he came out and said, because I personally do not think that he cared that that guy hit Travis Hunter late. I don't think he. I don't think he cared at all, because every every one of those penalties, they kept getting the chop block penalties. I seen. I've never seen a team get that many second half chop. Like it's a simple rule. If a guy's engaged well,
0: up top, don't hit them low,
1: because they run like because they have small. Right, I know. I guys. know. I know. I'm just saying. They have the same. These mountain men, these 325 <laughs> pound guys, and they just kept getting. Not only the were they getting Ronnie and all that, like the, yeah, they were getting, titles, you know, so yeah, but, but no, it, I get what you're just saying. just kept getting like, those I kind just, of penalties. So you could tell that that whole week from the time that Dion was saying it was personal, he probably had the same the, the, the kind the of private is, meeting with his team. The, the and said it's is personal. Is that we're
0: never going to see CSU again until they play Colorado next year. So, like, so, like, so that's why I said, like, I felt like that was an opportunity. I'm like, Maybe apologizing is too much or saying the regret part is too, but I'm just saying, acknowledging like, hey, like, look, like this was a crazy game. Both teams were emotionally like whatever, like just say something. It don't got to be apologetic, but just acknowledge like this ain't how I operate or like, you know, whatever, like, you know what I mean? But anyway,
1: yeah, you know me, I don't care.
0: <laughs> we'll
1: move on. Well, well it's funny because he, he coached. No, no, the, you can tell, the, the, the world. The world has a little. They coach a little recklessness. With no, the world has changed so
0: much. The, the world the world has changed so much. Like we had people like Bill Romanowski, and you know what I mean. Like people like this yeah, running man, around Chuck doing Cecil. these things, and nobody Chuck was complaining about neck. it. Nobody was complaining about it. Like Chuck, C. I just C. think Bill I just Romanowski,
1: think, Steve Atwater. I just, just we should come stuff, down the box. Brian Dawkins was the heavy hitter. Ronnie Lott was out mm-hmm. there cutting his fingertips off. Yeah, football yeah, I, used to be a real brutal sport. I just think
0: that this happened to Colorado and people got upset about it because it happened to Colorado. I think that had a lot to do with
1: yeah. it. See, okay, this is why I call him 2-5, people. Mike, Mike likes, and, and me and him, I'll go back and forth with him on this all the time. <laughs> he likes to, I'm trying to find the right word,
0: I'm just saying keep that same energy. That's all I'm yeah,
1: saying. Yeah, the, the keep the same energy thing. Mike was doing that before everybody else came up with it, before it became a fancy phrase.
0: That's all I'm saying. I, like, I you feel know what you're mean? saying.
1: Mike, LeBron, people, would not
0: think, have, LeBron would not have sent a tweet if a Colorado player had hit a CSU player like that. That's just not what type of time we on. Colorado is the story. We must protect Colorado at all costs.
1: And this is why we call them two lasers Anyway, we
0: it on. We moving on.
1: <laughs> what did you I, see? I, yo, this this is why this is why we had this is why we have the best show on the internet. <laughs> what,
0: what what did what did you see this weekend along the college football lines besides this game that we were supposed to talk about for ten minutes and we spent thirty minutes
1: on? Man, <laughs> uh, what I, I noticed I noticed Alabama struggled, uh, with the, an inferior opponent. That was huge. I noticed a lot of teams are just kind of waiting and we'll kind of dip in our toe into the pool. Like, you know, big game Saturday is coming up. Uh, I was running around, so I didn't get to see a, a like a lot of college football. So by the time I really got settled in on Saturday is, you know, I started getting those those late games. Um, Colorado being one of them. But like I said. I, I like what college football is going. I like the. Uh, I like the fact that we don't know exactly who's going to be in the championships. Like sometimes it seems like certain teams have already kind of been like, "All right, these teams are going to be here." Uh, Texas struggling with Wyoming was was a was a shock to me. Um, but that 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 energy, that pendulum swing from basically, I don't want to say dismantling Alabama because I think that might be too harsh for an ad- adjective, but ma- handling Alabama the way they did. The game was essentially never in doubt from the second quarter on. Uh, Milro didn't look comfortable at all. Texas looked comfortable with that that big rotation that they run with the defensive linemen, you know, run playing like 18, 19, 20 different defensive players, 12 guys in the defensive line. I think that's going to bode well for them if they can just make early plays. Like you have when you have playmakers that they have on the outside, Get them the ball early. Get them easy passes. Like I'm I'm talking about like the Antonio Brown trying to get your, your catch bonus. Like, yo, just come down the line. We're going to throw these little, just get the ball to your hands of your playmakers early. Make the defense have to adjust to the speed. And then watch everything else kind of settle in because you have that advantage. And I think a lot of teams do that. Like Florida's another team. You have like these skill position players. Get the ball in their hands. A lot of your quarterbacks. You know, there's there's like this, I think it's this law between getting your pocket passing quarterback or your guy that can move. If you have a pocket passer like Quinn or guy out in Florida, even Shador, Shador's not a big runner. Get the ball to the playmakers in the space early. Set the tone with that. Like, set the tone with your speed. Set the tone with these guys with their run after catch. And then you can settle in. I think a lot of college coaches – don't do that. They come with this game plan. They're like oh, we want to do this, this, and this. Like, no, like get the ball in the hands of your playmakers early. And I think as we go forward, teams like Alabama will start doing that, and they'll start to separate themselves. Like the teams who have those kind of playmakers, your Oklahoma's, your Clemson's, uh, Duke. Uh, you know, Riley Leonard looks. You know, looking like he. You know, I think he had like 13 rushes for 97 yards, a couple hundred yards passing. I'm, I mean, I just think, like I said, I think college football. I normally don't really get into it to this extent where I'm watching games at 2:30 in the morning. Maybe that's the Colorado effect. Maybe it's the, the podcast. Conversation with you just seems protect to be protect them at all costs. <laughs> like your, your your uh like your 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 knowledge and your insight for college football, it just it it makes me want to step their A game up when they talk to you. Because I notice in our group chats or in, in our different sports groups. Not a lot of responses to to Mike when he drops like his, like listen, these are the numbers, these are the facts. This was going on, this is where this guy came from. He was coaching here, the office coordinator here. They brought the co-. so like what you know about it just makes me like, you know get into it even more and more.
0: Well, well that's what that's what makes this Alabama Ole Miss game interesting to me because you know obviously Lane Kiffin was on Saban's staff, you know, won some national titles and everything and all that. Like we know the history. But then also, you know, I don't know how many people are tracking that old misses offense or defensive coordinator this year, Pete Bolding, the guy that they ran out of Tuscaloosa last year. So, you know, so all these SEC coaches just kind of rotate around the conference.
1: So, what you're saying is personal?
0: Yeah, it's personal. You it's know, what personal. it's what? You know, and uh,
1: it's personal. So, What's so, so, game? And now it's what?
0: But, <laughs> but we were talking about this before we went on, like. Lane Kiffin is just one of those dudes that just can't keep his damn mouth shut. So like he was talking about how he was watching the South Florida, Alabama game. He got the copy of the game, you know, the TV copy or whatever. And he saw that, like, I didn't see Kevin Steele calling the plays. I saw T Rob calling the plays and I don't know how he saw that because one of them is in the booth and one of them isn't. But like, he said that he saw that I think some people just been talking around the Mm -hmm. SEC. And, but like, so Nick Saban came out and was like, nah, basically we just trying to improve, like, X, Y, Z, blah, 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 blah. So the one thing you don't do before you play somebody like Nick Saban or Bill Belichick is you don't tip them off with any intel that you may have. Keep your mouth shut. Go out there. Kick their ass. And then after the game, when the media says, how are you able to have such success against Alabama? Well, we noticed. We
1: noticed Whatever. This.
0: You know what I mean? Don't say it beforehand because now he's like they got the cat that a got week. the
1: canary, but couldn't stop licking himself.
0: Yeah, now they got a week to fix it up, you know, or, or change whatever you think you saw, and you're gonna have a whole different game plan, a whole different Alabama. Jalen Mil- is back in the lineup. Not two dudes that combined to go ten or twenty three for ninety seven yards. You know what I mean? Um, it, so so yeah, that's where we are. You know, Florida. You know, obviously impressive. If you think Tennessee was a great team. But we talked about here on Sports Reports Disorder, we told you that Joe Milton has never played in an environment like that. You know, he, he wasn't Hendon Hooker from the standpoint of Hendon Hooker was a quick decision maker, and he took what the defense gave him. Now, I'm not saying that Joe Milton is making bad decisions. It just doesn't process as quickly. And when you're playing against a team like Florida that has that speed coming off the edge...
1: Yeah, you can't. You got to think quick. You got two and a half seconds. You got two and a half seconds to make a decision. To make a decision. By then, you got to, like, I'm going or the ball's going.
0: And this is why I hate this part of the season, because Mr. Logical always tells y'all that, like, I'm the stat guy or whatever. So, like, this is what I hate, because this is only game three of the season. Tennessee came into this game top 20 in rushing, you know, against UVA and Austin P. But it was Florida that ran for – you know, Travis Etienne uh, or Trevor Etienne ran for 172 yards. You know, nobody on Tennessee. You know, Florida went seven for eight on third down. And in the first half, held the ball for 22 minutes. But Tennessee was supposed to be the strong running team. You know, like that's just not how this works. Now you're playing against competition and all that stuff against Austin P and UVA because UVA, between, well, I was going to say Boston College, but we saw the fits that they gave my Seminoles but UVA might spreads, just be the worst.
1: I, I bet a lot of spreads this weekend i bet 14 20 plus spreads i just wanted to see put 10 bucks on a grand it was like an 82,000 dollars payout so likely of an, oh and if you want to bet if you want to bet it was this a week, lot.
0: if you want to bet this week take USC to lay whatever against Arizona state because they're basically out of offensive linemen. They played all their quarterbacks this weekend because they got hurt. And they got shut out by Fresno State at home. So take USC plus whatever. Take the, over. Take the take, over. Yeah, take everything. You know what I mean? Like I don't know about the over because Arizona State ain't going to score very much. But, uh, but yeah, you know, FSU BC, you know, address the elephant in the room. I'm not going to run from the smoke. You know, Boston College came out. I told y'all that bandana game is real. You know, like Special they might game. Not- yeah, they might not always win. They might not even win a lot during the bandana game. But they're not going to play a better game for the rest of the season, any season when they play the bandana game, because it just means too much and it hits home for them. You know, uh, and that's why I was a little nervous going into the game. I didn't think it would be that close. But I saw the dumbest shit that I ever saw in my life. Like, like I literally saw a dude muff a squib. Like, I don't even know how that works. Like, you know what I mean? Panic, it wasn't even man. an onside kick.
1: It was a squib kick and he lost it. It's panic. You Listen, know, it, everybody's not wired for every moment that they're thrust into. So you see that ball coming. You think of all the things you shouldn't do. I shouldn't get it. Is a guy behind me gonna get it? Should I let it bounce? Should who was that? It? Uh I fall Seattle, on Green it? Bay. I was literally, I was literally thinking of that. Yeah, he was supposed to block, and he said when the ball was coming to him, he's like, "I know I'm supposed to block, but it's coming right to me." So he's like, "In the in that split second, I just decided I grab this ball. We go to the Super Bowl." And <laughs> he, he grabbed the ball, and he jumped up and it hit him <laughs> off his face mask. I was literally thinking that when I was saying it because if you do what you're taught and you and you don't panic. Like, we'll talk about, like, you know, certain quarterbacks in the pocket, like Tom Brady in the pocket, like the way he could just kind of manipulate it, move and slide, not run out. was Kenny Pickett, the guys coming up the A gap, just lay down. You're not going to run out of that. Don't lose seven more yards. Make it second and 15. Yeah, don't get into second and 22. <laughs> Peyton Manning, Pey- if you came up the gap on Peyton Manning and it was on block, he just would lay down,
0: Boop. live for another and day.
1: And then you he'd know, go man. up and then he it, throw, throw his route. So, like, those guys panic man especially and you and you can feel the energy you see the bandanas and the jerseys he Uh knows what's going on he knows what's at stake they they probably preached it like hey this is the bandana game this is a big game for them they probably watched the clip that you said they were like listen sports reports were ordered two vets no gimmicks they talked (laughs) about how important this game was and in that moment you just you just bobble it it it
0: Travis, and Travis, uh Jordan Travis got hurt, you know, towards the end of the half. I thought the season was over. You know, I texted yeah, Mr. Text Lodge like said, I said, it's FSU over. season just ended because he wasn't moving his arm. He came back. Obviously, he was a little timid when it came to running the ball, but he got the job done. BC still had a chance late to win that game. You know, third and two got the stop, but face mask, you know, BC... School record 18 penalties. So it wasn't just Colorado State. Everybody was getting in on the penalties that day. But, you yeah. know, but like the one thing I will say that I take away from the, that I don't take away from this game, I'm not panicking. You know, uh, last year, Georgia went to Columbia, Missouri, and didn't have the lead until five minutes left in the game, 126 22. I think that season ended just fine. You know, right. uh, Alabama, the Alabama, the great team with Devonte Smith, John Mechie so on and so forth, you know, that went, won the national – Matt Jones that won the national title needed four overtimes to beat Auburn. So, you know, like these things happen. You have you a know, game. You have a season.
1: game. Yeah. Like, that, like These are kids. Girls, those guys put on shoulder pads and helmets, and they practice in the winter or the summertime two-a-days. They're doing their spring. So they're doing everything that you're doing. You just can't let them take something from you. Someone's going to be – Yeah,
0: I'm not worried lose about games anything.
1: that happens. You just can't let somebody take something from you.
0: And and apparently uh, if BC ever has a top five team coming into Chestnut Hill, you just take the money line because they have never beat a top five team at home, which is odd considering when I think of the biggest upsets in college football history, I think about them in 1993 winning at South Bend that cost Notre Dame a national title. So apparently they could beat top five teams on the road, but not at home. But Hey, that's neither here nor there. Malik neighbors at LSU. 273 receiving yards. You know, like...
1: uh, Wide receiver LSU, right? WR LSU. Shout out to Adam. there you go.
0: There you go. You know, Jaden Daniels, 30 of 34 for 361. So people are probably going to say he's a Heisman dark horse, but he's not. You know, they got Arkansas this week. Shout out to the, not this one, but the other one, you know, down the road in Provo, went into Fayetteville and beat the big bad SEC Razorbacks. So you know, uh, we had Kansas State go into Columbia, Missouri, and lose on a 61-yard field goal. You know, so maybe week three SEC wasn't as bad record. as we thought it was. Yeah, maybe maybe week three wasn't as bad as we thought it was because you know we were nervous looking at the games. Like, where's the standouts?
1: And- yeah, where where's the conversation piece going to be? I mean, I didn't think Georgia or South Carolina was going to be that close. Like I said, that's one of the, that's one of the lines that I bet. Uh, but you you have you have those kind of games where. It just doesn't come together. The blocks are miss, assignments are missed. And yeah. uh, these teams are familiar with each other. You, you know, they know, they play, play each jump, other every year. Fourth and one, you jump, and now you gotta punt, or fourth and one, you jump. Now it's the first time I like these these things happen, but when you're like one of these upper echelon teams, you just find a way to claw through all that and and you know succeed. Well, you uh, know Ohio South Carolina's well, like they're gonna be tested at all all year long.
0: It? Well, well, here we go. This weekend they're gonna be tested when they go into South Bend, you know. But, but like, remember, I was telling you real quick before we jump into that, uh, I was telling you how I was afraid for South Carolina because whenever they play Georgia, I feel like Shane Beamer is like just not trying to get it ran up on him. So they were up fourteen to three at halftime, and you know they catch him going into the locker room to get his thoughts or whatever. And you should have saw that dude like. You would have thought they were up 30 to 3. Like he was he was like, Yeah, like you know, we're dominating and we're doing this, and we're doing then they didn't score again. You know what I mean? Like they just get too full of it too quick. But Ohio State going to South Bend this week. Oh, they're gonna get tested. They might lose. I haven't looked at it Thank quite you. yet to get into it. My initial thought is Notre Dame, you know what I mean? As soon as I saw that Ohio State was favored. But uh but but I don't know because like it's like the Florida State Clemson thing, right? Before the season started, my 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 takeaway was Clemson's going to beat Florida State on September 23rd, and then Florida State's going to beat Clemson in the ACC title game, right? Yeah. Clemson came out lost to Duke. Everybody buried Clemson and said, "Get them out of here." Yeah. And all and all they've done is kick ass. I mean, granted, against nobody, but they've been kicking ass. So then, like, Florida State. That's why, with the BC game, I'm not that shook about it because I'm like, if you're going to have that stinker, have it the week have before you go to Clemson. You know, yes. now you now Mike Norvell is in that locker room. Like, see how close we were to blowing it all, or whatever the case may be. Now you're going into Death Valley. You're a one and a half to two and a half point favorite, depending on where you look. So I'm sure Clemson is looking at it like, how why are they not ranked though? They shouldn't be. I mean, okay, okay. We talked about – I don't want to rehash the conversation we yeah. had off air. But but basically, like, if we're just going off of they have talent, recruiting rankings, their name is Clemson. They
1: yes, they eight. should be
0: ranked. They should be ranked.
1: They, were they lost they by lost. 21
0: points. To You know, on, they lost the opening game by 21 points, and they've beaten Charleston Southern and Florida Atlantic since.
1: So, like, I'm not – I'm I don't know saying. how they went from eight to out of the top twenty-five. That, because they, that doesn't Because, they, really lost, because they, I mean, lost. Duke, I granted, Duke's not a, a traditional football power. Right, playoffs, they're not a football a power. They weren't game. ranked. Yeah, it's if LSU the SEC plays if by LSU, different rules. If LSU loses to Kentucky, they don't go from eight to thirty.
0: The SEC plays by different rules. Just like there was one year, uh Mississippi State wasn't even ranked, and they beat LSU. They went like I think four and zero. They beat LSU. They went from unranked to 12. You know what I mean? Like, that's just how it goes. And you know LSU I mean?
1: stayed in the stayed in the top 25. Yeah, sure. so,
0: so, so like Clemson, you know, I'm sure is looking at this and saying, why is Florida State f- f- favored? Because they're looking at the past and they're like, hey, we've beaten them six or seven straight times. You know, we're the big dog in the ACC that has won, like, the last six or seven ACC titles. So why are they favored? Whereas Florida State's like, you know, after the LSU game, and after what happened to Clemson against Duke, people probably thought Florida State was going to be favored by ten going in there.
1: I think the people just might be growing tired of Deep Dabo Sweeney.
0: Yeah, I'm tired of Dabo too. You know, I think I they're t- just
1: like, you know, we we built our, we did uh, it the right way. On <laughs> um, God, the image of uh God and likeness of like. Well, you know, he man, doesn't man. use like, the, the portal. He he doesn't use the portal, and, hit he, hit the the portal, the portal, and he
0: was one of the dudes that was on some. There was, like, I hate the portal. Like, like, I don't even know how much longer I want to do this. He was one of those guys. Like, you know, he was, like, the forefront of that. He he was, like, against, you know, he came out against Kaepernick, you know, all that stuff. So I've been tired of Dabo for a long time. But, you know, but, but you can't deny what the guy has done. You know, like, that's first and foremost. You know, but Ohio State, Notre Dame, I think that, you know, this is going to be a great game because last year – uh, Ohio State beat Notre Dame 21 to 10 in the first game of the season. Notre Dame had no quarterback, a new head coach. You know, Ohio State had C.J. Stroud still with along with the gang. So, you know, and Notre Dame was able to suffocate them 10-7 in the third quarter before Ohio State finally took the lead at the end of the third quarter. Now, it's, it's almost like when I looked at – remember we talked about Texas and Alabama. And I said, hey – Like, Texas got everything the same besides B. John, and they lost by one, and Bryce Young ain't walking through that door. That's kind of how I feel right now. Like, Notre Dame upgraded with Sam Hartman, so they have the quarterback now. They have the nation's leading rusher right now, and Ohio State don't got C.J. Stroud. So, you know, like, so when I look at it that way, it's easy to come to the point of Notre Dame should win. But Ohio State has just turned quarterback after quarterback after quarterback
1: it's hard yeah, to just yeah. Co- the like, college, you know. the college, the the quarterbacks out of Ohio State in college are legit. When they get to NFL, it's it's ironically it's, it's weird that it's hit or miss as much as it is. Yeah, but Stroud's
0: yeah, looking looked good so far. You know, like I mean, obviously just, he's on, he's a, bad playing, team, but he's on yeah. a bad team. He's just on a bad team. But 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 you, but you know, but but Ohio State, you know, they kicked the shit out of my alma alma, alma mater, you know, and all that the other day, you know, like but. It is what it is, yeah, but
1: I should but, I should have bet the uh I should have bet them to the cover that spread, even it was like know, 34 we, and a half.
0: Yeah. Or 32 and, then, and a half. You know, Michael Penix Jr., you know what I mean? Like 473 yards, four touchdowns in East Lansing. Now Mel Tucker is out of there, you know. Like they put the letter, they sent him the letter yesterday with the intent to fire him for cause. Uh, I guess it's a seven day process. So it looks like uh Next Tuesday,
1: they must have they must have the evidence they need to support because his buyout's is like 80 million dollars.
0: Yeah, and he's still fight. Well, well, if they fire him for cause, they don't have to pay the money. He's that's what I'm have saying. They,
1: they, they, they must yeah. have they must have something that's definitive because that's an and, 80 million dollar gamble.
0: And he took our minds off of Pat Fitzgerald, you know, out of Northwestern with the hazing and all that, because same thing, you know, they fired him for cause. And he lawyered up, and now we're going to go to court. Mel Tucker's still out here talking, you know, saying that Michigan State yep. didn't do this the right way. They, they, they're they doing it Stop for other trying reasons. trying to
1: plead your case in the court you of know. public opinion, man. Like, yeah, so, you're a bad head coach, and they gave you a bad contract. Uh, I doubt – I, I don't doubt. But for them to publicly be like, oh, you, we have these accusations, there has to be something legitimate to it. Get a lawyer. Let the lawyer speak for you. Stop being out here, because the streets don't care. I if I say, man, you, I think you deserve that eighty million dollars. That'll mean a damn thing. You're not getting eighty five cents. See, if, that's if I agree with you, or somebody See, on the, the media agrees with you, you got to get a judge to agree that you are owed this money. You can't get that by get, spilling out all your, your information.
0: And, and see, and that's why that's another reason why I'm down with Colorado, because before Deion Sanders, there was Carl Durrell. And before Carl Durrell, there was Mel Tucker. You know, what I'm saying like they give an opportunity out here, you know, but uh, but yeah. So Mel, so Mel Tucker's out of there. Uh, it sounds like Michigan State. I have no idea what they're going to do. Like I said, I would look at Sean Lewis. I'm pretty sure Pat Narduzzi from Pitt is going to be on the short list. And I said that so that I can say. Man, the backyard brawl was really a backyard brawl. I had, you know, out of all the things that I thought I would hear on TV, I went to the Royal Rumble this year, and, you know, um, you know, everybody was mad at Roman Reigns, and the crowd was screaming, F you, Roman, and everybody at home was, like, texting me, like, yo, that chant is so loud. I've never thought I would turn on a college football game and hear people saying, eat shit, pit.' <laughs> <laughs> so loud and audible, they couldn't even get away from it. But, uh but Neil Brown at West Virginia probably saved his job you know for the time being uh, One you know, over he came, 10,
1: yeah
0: yeah he came, he came into the to the season with a lot of hot seat talk you know we'll see where it goes from there but uh you know Notre Dame you know back to the, the Notre Dame Ohio State thing real quick you know they didn't necessarily look that great against Central Michigan either and when you peel it back you look at Notre Dame who have they beat they beat Navy they beat Tennessee State. They beat NC State in a game that had like a five-hour lightning delay, and yeah, but now- they they
1: you, they were you can tell they were head shoulders above NC State, but we, like it's the same it's the same issue that we have every year with college football. And like I said, we talked about this off air, where some schools will play the one marquee matchup of, you know, like for the, for instance, this year was and last year LSU FSU. They'll play that game. You lose, but you stay in the top whatever. You know, you get your top 15 matchup. You'll still stay in the top 15, top 20. And then other teams to say, listen, we need three tune-up games before we play Ohio State. Well, we need two tune-up games to really, like, two preseason games essentially, and then we will, you know, play our NC State kind of matchup, our North Carolina matchup, our Iowa matchup, some, like one of the, the middle – the middle tier, you know, power five school. Yeah, a team that if you beat, we like can't Alabama,
0: knock you. But we ain't gonna give you all the credit either. We're
1: not gonna give you a bunch of credit for beating Arizona, we're not gonna give you a ton of credit for beating, you know, like I said, Iowa or Nebraska, one of these schools. And then you play your your marquee Ohio State matchup, whereas Alabama used their game last week, uh, against uh, South Florida. South Florida. As a, a live practice, I wow. like I said, my, my son's youth football team did that because we had a team that from a, a team south from South Jersey, they were kind of undersized, and, you know, we knew they were undersized for most of the year, so we would start. We would either pull back in the second quarter or we would full-on start our second stream, you know, like especially if it was like four or five games in a year, you, you could see how many points they have scored. The first game of the year we played them last year was the first game of the season. So we just, we played our starters the first half and, and demolished them. But in those years where we play them like the fifth or sixth game and you can see they've only scored 12 points and they're 0 and 5, then you just start your backups. Right. Alabama did that in the college football game. Like, listen, we're going to live practices. I could chew you out. I can put real, I could put your your wins on film against another team. I could put your, Your loss is on film against another team. And that way, as we build to rebound from the Texas loss, you know, you you can press forward.
0: See, and I think Nick Saban was more or less, you know, telling the fans to shut up because, you know, people (laughs) wanted Melrose out of there, you know, when they lost to Texas, even though they lost to Texas. Like, you know what I mean? If you lose to, like, Vanderbilt, okay, you know what I mean? You lose to, like, you know, uh, South Florida, I get it. But he lost to Texas, and everybody was like, "No, we got to get this dude out of here." So he puts these if two he, quarterbacks. If he
1: played like, I mean, if he's out there just throwing the ball to the other team, and they lost, you know, they lose forty-two to fourteen because he can't stop throwing pick sixes or fumbling the ball. But if it's just a matter of like, hey, these are a few things we got to we got to tighten up, sit back, watch, go over the film, see these other guys, and now when we put and you then back, go in put there- fifty-six on South Florida next week.
0: You know what I mean? And but but I think now we saw how awful these quarterbacks were. Ty Simpson is probably the future, but you know, the future's not now. But uh, um, you know, we saw how awful they were. So now Nick Saban can say, Look, y'all were bitching. I put the put those dudes in the game, and now you see why Jalen was starting in the first place.
1: <laughs> now now 23, 97 yards, those yeah, are numbers.
0: Yeah. So now if you listen to people like Josh Pate from late kick live, who I listen to a lot, you know, he seems to think that Jill and Milrow may have been suspended. You know, I don't know. I don't, I haven't heard anybody else to say that, but him. And he's not the type of dude that usually makes up stuff. So I'll just leave that there. But, um, hmm. but, but, you know, so, I mean, I don't know, you we'll know, wait for uh, the documentary, yeah, we we'll wait for a documentary, but the the rise and the fall, you know, uh, the elephant in the room. There you go. Yeah, name it, the elephant in the room. room. Yeah, there Trade you go. It, you know, you but it. but 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 you know, but yeah. So so this is what college football is from that's
1: week two. week. Great name, by the way. My bad. Like, yeah, as that that's a that's a great documentary.
0: See, I don't even got that written down. It's like not even there. Like I just made that Jim up. Jimbo Fisher but,
1: will get interviewed. He'll tell us. He'll tell the truth. He'll tell you he'll how tell God. tell us does God. His work. Uh, yeah, yeah. How yeah. God does His work.
0: Yeah, but, but you know, but yeah, this is the weekend for college football. Thursday, you know, we'll get into our previews and our predictions and everything like that. You know, like I'm going to go look at the numbers. I'm going to go look at, see what I can find. I mean, I can tell you right now that I'm probably picking Florida State. You know, um, like I said earlier in the season, I picked Clemson just based off of I think Clemson was just, you know, It was just – it's in Death Valley. You're asking a lot to go in there and win that way. Um, But from what we've seen so far, I have to adapt to the results. Like I can't just stay stuck. And granted, you know, Florida State's my team. So I'm sure everybody's going to just say, oh, you just ended up picking your team anyway. But we'll see. But anyway, the week that was, week two in the NFL season brought – some fireworks, you know, Brandon Staley calling these timeouts at the weird times. And, like, so I know you didn't see that part of the game, you know. But, like, so basically what happened was it was overtime, third and two. Derek Henry looking like he need a CPAP, you know. So he's on the sideline, you know, blowing air. And Staley calls a timeout because he couldn't – well, they couldn't get the defense set. Now Derek Henry comes into the game first down, you know, now granted, you mean, Tennessee could have got the first down anyway. We'll, we'll never know, but you know, but it's just one of those things that stands out only because of everything else that has led up to this point, like especially coming off the playoff game with Jacksonville last year, like everything that he does is going to just get a little bit of extra scrutiny.
1: Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's no secret that I'm a Atlanta Falcons fan and, I actually had a friend troll me in the comments today. We were talking about the Giants because I I had an opinion on the Dallas Cowboys, which we'll get into shortly. And he was talking about the Giants only, you know, the Giants were down 28-3 to, to the Cardinals. I was like, first of all, they were not down 28-3. I know I seem like I see what you did there. But as a Falcons fan, I remember that we came back that year 2017 after – blowing the 25-point lead, and they made the playoffs, but it was a lot of games where the coach, the quarterback, the players should have put games away, and then the season after that, 2018, I think Dan Quinn got a couple more seasons. They had the blown leads, uh, and then in 2020, they just kept blowing leads, losing games in, in crazy ways. Because they never got over the Super Bowl. So Dan Quinn's decision-making, everything was impacted by. I blew a 25-point lead. Staley blew a 27-point lead. Where the other quarterback was having the worst game of his football career. I'm pretty sure he's never had a game like that in 7-on-7 or even practice, where he can throw 100 reps and not throw four interceptions. And you had him on the ropes, and you kicked the field goal to go 27, versus trying to maybe, I mean, granted, you think at 27 you're putting him away, but a five-possession game, going into the second half, young team, you could have really set it off. So I think the fact that he didn't do that he's going to be stuck. It's the same thing that happened to Daniel Hackett last year when he didn't make the proper decision against Seattle to run either go for it on fourth down. And if you make it, you still have three timeouts, and there was over a minute left. So, like, just call the play, go for it. If not, you get to stop the punt, and then, you know, you got to work your way down the field. But he let the clock run down and try to kick, like, a 66-yard field goal or something. Or 64 yard field goal. So from that point on, he hired another coach to help him with situations. Then Staley, they bring in Kellen Moore, who wasn't doing that, that wasn't doing that good of a job in Dallas with all the talent that they had. Granted, yeah, they went 12 and 5 the last couple of years. But I don't think it's because of his expert play calling. Whereas you can see a team like Kansas City or even Buffalo with Brian Dable and Stefan Diggs and Josh Allen. You can tell like the those play calls really bolstered the team. Right.
0: Versus, you just know, having talent,
1: just versus having talent and Kellen Moore. Like I just, I've never really been a believer in it because it's like you have a talented team. You have, and you have a very mundane blog kind of scheme. You just have the talent, the offensive line talent, the running back talent, a pretty level-headed quarterback. Well, I, so I, I, I just think, if- I just think, I just think that, that the chargers just, they aren't wired for the moment.
0: I don't know if Kellen Moore is better than Jason Garrett. You know, like uh, Jason Garrett wasn't a bad coach. Like, I think that he just – he was a cowboy.
1: He just just fell short of lofty expectations. Right. You know, but – And those expectations were kind of based off of – like, for instance, if you think about Dallas this year and the way they looked the first two weeks, if I said to you, hey, I think Dallas could – Dallas' defense could be up there top six or seven all-time defense at the end of the year based off these two weeks. That makes sense because we've seen them play. Mm-hmm. The problem with the Jason Garrett era was that in March, that would be – that those kind of expectations would be levied: Super roller Bust, top five defense, top five offense, uh, MVP candidate quarterback, blah, 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 rookie of the year, wide receiver all of that stuff will be coming out of coming out of Dallas in the in March versus now, after we got a couple of games, like, okay, that first play against the Jets when they ran like a little cycle like outside zone run from shotgun and DeMarcus Lawrence came in completely untouched. I was like, oh yeah, this game's over. Like I knew <laughs> all off all, all of that is like, you can't get that off. You lost five yards on the, this is your scripted play. <laughs> This is going to your first fifteen plays are scripted, and he just came right down there, blew it up. It was like, yeah, this is going to be a tough game. But, well, yeah. well but so, that, yeah, Jason Garrett always got the blame for that.
0: So you know, you and I have had our Jimmy Garoppolo arguments,
1: correct, you correct. Know, but
0: usually, for the most part, we agree on Ryan Tannehill. You know, and Ryan Tannehill, you know, because Stanley is Mister Defense. Ryan Tannehill went 20 of 24 against this defense. <laughs> you know, for uh I think it was 246 yards. Um, he had he had Ryan Tannehill. His QBR against the Chargers was 123.
1: His his rating.
0: Oh, I'm sorry, it's, yeah, yeah, that's what I meant to say. Yeah, yeah. His quarterback uh, rating one twenty three out of one
1: fifty
0: eight point three. You know what I'm saying? Um I think that he's just in it. I think Staley is just in his own head. Uh, Tennessee, I think, is going to be one of those teams that we looked at Minnesota last year. Now, obviously, Minnesota was better, but we talk about how their record in close games was. I think that's going to be Tennessee all season. Like most of their games are just going to come to the wire. Um, they had not scored 22 or more points since week 11 last year. And they scored 27 against the Chargers. You know, uh I, I I just don't know what to do. Derwin James, he had that Colorado State in him, you know, two personal fouls. You know, um, I just don't understand like late hits and all these things like that. They're and
1: reckless because I think the 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 coach is usually reckless, but just you, you gotta know, do your job. And I think they're at the point to where you're pressing. It's like a boxing yeah. match. Uh, we'll talk about uh, Ryan Garcia and Tank Davis. Ryan Garcia had a good plan first round. And then in the second round, he just kind of overextended and, and thought that he was going to be able to get, like, oh, I'm going I'm to I'm take this to Tank. And then he caught that hook at the end of the second round and was like, oh, so we boxing, boxing. And so now yeah. his plan didn't work and then he was on his heels because he didn't stick to like the, the plan that was going to work. He got a little reckless and then it just threw him off the rest of the time. Right. The Chargers, their plan should be a little bit more fine-tuned because they have the weapons. They have two pass-catching tight ends. They have Granted, the wide receiver core does get hurt a lot, but they have, you know, two, three talented wide receivers, a couple of yeah, good running backs. Eckler, right Eckler, Eckler being, you know, a touchdown, an end zone magnet. And then That's you right. have you have a very humble, big arm, new age quarterback. Like if if you could build a quarterback 6'5, 235 that could move. So he's basically Ben roffensberger with a little bit more of like. Andrew Luck athleticism, where he can move around a little bit, make throws on the run, and humility. He doesn't, you never see him get too down on himself. He doesn't yell at people on the sideline. We've heard all kinds of stories about Mac Jones just, just screaming at Pat, Matt, Patricia, my I stop calling these plays. These plays are stupid, and you don't, we don't see that without of Justin Herbert. So you have, like, you have a great, you have great ingredients for a good stew. Is just your chef is just awful. Yeah, the chef is just. And Austin Eckler just up. called
0: him out last week. You know, I mean, he didn't play against the Titans, but after they lost to Miami, he came out talking about like how they need to coach better and you know all these type of things. So like, it's not just us. It's not the media. It's not us. It's not fans. It's just literally everybody is telling the Chargers the same exact thing, and Stanley is just going about it how he wants to, which is. His right to do so. But uh Mr. Burrow allegedly is in danger of missing Monday night football. Um, so against the Ravens here, you know. Uh I don't know if it's time to hit the panic button yet. They went 0-2 last year to start out. The difference is they're I don't and, and I I know they lost to the Pittsburgh first game last year. Second game is escaping me right now, but they're 0-2 in division right now.
1: Yeah, that's
0: and we talked about how their division is probably the best division in football, and we'll get to that game last night. We'll was,
1: call them the most physical division. Okay, I'm going to call them the best. Okay, okay. they they the AFC has well preseason. You know, well the East is now, now the best. we have now we have injuries that are kind of you know matriculated throughout the league, but <laughs> you like that uh, yeah. the AFC North is probably. They play the most physical brand of football. I'm not saying other teams dumb. No. I'm not saying Miami. No, I get what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Football, it just yeah, monsters of the big type stuff. They just they just play a different style. They're, they're impact players. The post game interview of people who made the biggest impact in those games. Normally, guys like Miles Garrett's getting interviewed, TJ Watt's getting interviewed, Highsmith got interviewed last night. They caused four turnovers in Pittsburgh against Cleveland. Uh, Deshaun so, Watson
0: still not looking. like. Hubbard, I mean, he, he had moments.
1: Hubbard, Hubbard in, in Cincinnati in the playoff game last year, making the defensive touchdown. Uh, you know, and then, of course, Baltimore's history. So Cincinnati's in danger of going 0-3. Herbert with the calf. Uh, we've all seen. Or Burrow, yeah. Oh, me, yeah, Burrow with the calf. We can think in basketball terms. Anthony Davis had a calf injury that just lingered for months a few seasons ago. He was never quite right because when he came back, I think he pulled a groin. KD, he had a calf injury, and he didn't play for a good chunk of that playoff run, came back in the finals towards Achilles.
0: And James Harden still couldn't beat the Warriors. Uh, never <laughs> never mind, different conversation.
1: Aaron Rodgers, you know, rumor has it, had a calf injury. But his, his Achilles tear seemed to be part of like the the pressure that was being put on by you know this guy on the back of his legs but like i said i've never i've never experienced any kind of calf injury not, I've well, never i have never been I fast grade, enough to pull any muscles
0: i had a grade two calf strain once and it was similar <coughs> it was similar to the durant injury where i went up for a jump shot all by myself no defender even near me i went up for the jump shot Came down and was just like, oh, hello. And it was just over like six to eight weeks, you know? So, um, I don't know. I mean, obviously, he's a real athlete. So maybe a shorter timetable there if it comes to that. But yeah, Cincinnati could be in trouble. You know, I heard, uh, Baltimore, like, looked I mean, a lot granted, better.
1: this is this is an overreaction Monday, Tuesday. First things first, they were talking about shutting them down. Their next four games are favorable. I think it's like that. I don't know, I don't know the order, but I think it's like Rams. Cardinals,
0: yeah, I got it right here. I got it right here because right
1: you're, you're dipping into my Raiders. notes for the
0: next segment now. You know, yeah, it's uh, hold on, here we go. Yeah, Rams at home at Tennessee, at Arizona, and then Seattle at home before the bye week. And then coming out of the
1: bye week, they go to San Francisco. Yeah, so in theory they could be if they set him for the next four games.
0: The backup has nice. never thrown a pass.
1: Yeah, but I mean, you got to throw one eventually. I think they could they, <laughs> could they could they could go they could be 3 and 3 into the bye week. I think they could get the Rams. Uh
0: they could get Arizona.
1: They can get Arizona. As long they, can as they get can second
0: half Arizona.
1: Yeah, if they get second half of Arizona, if they get <laughs> if they get the okay. Now we really want Caleb Williams Arizona. I think Yeah, be I think that's
0: there. what happened. I think I think that uh yesterday or Sunday Arizona was up on the Giants, you know, 28 to 7 and everything. <laughs> and then they hit the buzzer. As, you know, as as they were going to halftime, I have it on good intel that the owner called down to Rich Gannon and said, "Hey, did you watch any college football yesterday? Like, do you think Caleb is the answer, or do you think it's Drake May? And then, like, Gannon was like, shit. And he went into the locker room, he gave his little speech that wasn't very good, and then they came out in the second half, and... It ran
1: exact same plays in the same he order. He knew the now.
0: assignment. He knew the assignment, you know what I mean?
1: And yeah. like, so, so, it was like, you're getting too big I for think your bad teams. I think bad teams are bad teams. The Giants are a good team. I don't, like, granted, I think uh, Arizona, because we're like, like I said, we have our 0-2 team talk here shortly. Right. Uh, but, like I said, I like the NFL this week. I like uh, – I'll, I'll save that piece. Atlanta's, as I'm a fan of the team. Yeah. I was – I'm just – I just want them – I want them to stretch the field. I like what they did in that final drive when they went for it. On fourth down to get yeah, it closer, ran more. Yeah, you were talking
0: about trading uh, Ritter like right before that drop started.
1: I was, I like, <laughs> listen, my, my issue is if they go down, granted, that's 12 points. They were down 12 at home getting the ball back. Yeah, that was impressive. But you're down 14 with eight minutes to go. Does Ritter and Arthur Smith, do they put together a drive that gets you that, you know, you're going to get seven points, you know, because some games, you know, we'll talk about Shador Sanders when he got, they punt down to the two yard line. Dion was like, listen, I knew we, he's like, he's been making these plays forever. Granted, after the fact, we have all this information that he actually did make all the plays and the throws and scored the touchdowns that like, we just need four good plays. That's what he said. Right, he told him right. his line. Uh, Tom Brady coming out of a huddle. They need, you need two touchdown drives. It's a tough ask. Kirk Cousins can get you two touchdown drives because he does throw the ball very well in clutch. He's just been playing with a bad defense. I think even a Herbert can get you a couple of, you know, a couple of points because of their their ability to get you a chunk play on first down. Like that first play, this is the, we're throwing this deep post route, let it fly and get your 40, 45-yard chunk play in these situations, or third and 17, keep the play alive, and throw that dart in the middle of the field, get you 18 yards, get a spike. I know Ritter is his second year, and he's young. I just don't think the scheme allows for that. So I think at third and 18, you're not going to have, like... Like Aaron Rodgers in the pocket, third and 18... He knows exactly where he's going with the ball. Pre-snap, I'm doing it here. Like, you got to get here. I'll get you open. Zach Wilson, third and 18. He's not gonna, he's not gonna look pre-snap and be like, boom, I'm going here I don't, trust, here with I don't the ball. trust
0: Zach Wilson on third and one. <laughs> you,
1: you know, know Justin <laughs> Fields, but you gotta like Bryce Young. Bryce Young, he's young and he's he's getting his he's getting his lumps. But I think third and 12, third and 13. Late in the game, I think he knows I'm gonna make this throw a pre snap. He, he just, some guys have it.
0: So, um, so yo, I, I'm afraid uh,
1: that the, the coach combination won't work. I think Jordan Love looked good. I think him, Matt LaFleur, gonna look, they're, they're gonna, I think they're gonna prosper throughout the year as guys come back and everyone's healthy. I think they'll look good.
0: So, so I know, you know, obviously we don't just talk about football. So, you know, just for a basketball thought. Give me a seven game series between the Seahawks and the Lions. Like with these two, it's electric when these two, yeah, when it's just electric. Last year, 48 to 45. You know, this year 37 to 31 in overtime. Check out these numbers real quick. So um uh, Geno Smith, you know, like much beleaguered, you know, after the game against the Rams last week. 32 for 41, 328 with two touchdowns. Jarrett Golf, twenty eight to thirty five, three twenty three, with three touchdowns and a pick. You interception know, uh, street
1: snapped.
0: Yeah, interception street snapped. You know, uh Detroit also had two fumbles. You know, Amon St. or Amon Ross, St. Brown and Montgomery both had a fumble. You know, Seattle didn't turn the ball over, but DJ DJ. D.K. Oh, that's so hard. D.K. Metcalf, you know, uh, with the rib injury, you know. So we'll see what his status. I still looks can't like. believe he
1: slipped to the third round. I know they 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 thought he, you know, people thought was, he had a, he had well, he had a neck. He came
0: out looking like, like David post. Boston. You know, it's
1: just <laughs> like I think because I think about like McCall Hartman went in that draft, and every time I used to watch Chiefs games, I used to think to myself, Can you imagine having Tyreek Hill? And DK Metcalf able to run the same routes because they run the same speed. It doesn't make any sense that those people. You probably still negotiate. could
0: have had Nicole.
1: <laughs> it, it just, I, I just think about that. Or take a white side that uh, Philly took. Oh, yeah, yeah, the yeah. Same yeah. draft. Hey, so, uh, so you
0: ready for the hot take of the week? Let's hear it. Don't tell nobody, but Kansas City. Either these to get some wide receivers or they really, 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 really miss Eric Biennemi. And maybe Eric Biennemi was calling the plays,
1: people. He was. And like Andy Reid said, it, he was like, Biennemi's calling the plays. Like, I just think. Look,
0: they still don't look in sync at all. Like, they don't look anything like the – like, I'm not saying – I know year to year, you know, there's ebbs and flows. You know what I mean? But I've never seen Kansas City look like this.
1: Well, I think what we what you've had over the last few years was that, like, Kelsey, we talked about it, one play where he just it was running his route, and he just stopped as Mahomes was throwing the ball, and he went to the sideline, and he was like, I didn't know you were going to. He's like, "For some I don't know why I stopped. He's like, I, just knew, you, I knew you were going to stop, and it was for a touchdown. Well, they do that. They do that all the time. They just have that like, oh, the defender's here, defender's here, I right, just turn around. and It's I like Draymond and Steph. Same thing, Draymond and Clay, They just know exactly yeah. where that person's going to be, and they set it up. I'm not sure if Sky Moore and Kaderis Tony and, you know, MVS are on that level yet. So they might have to just dumb it down to right. where. Right. Patch, you just got you gotta hit him on the first read. You gotta go back to rookie or first year, hit guys on their first read and and build on the year because their defense was young. Chris Jones is back.
0: Ooh, yes, he uh, is.
1: <laughs> so <laughs> you just yes, you, he you have opportunity to keep it simple. You have he's the trickery in the, the, and the tight ends. Yeah, it just you know, it's just a tough ball. Like, I don't know why they didn't just pay him off the rip. I mean, like they you still know ain't you really pay him. Like year deal, right? They just slid his money around. Yeah. They like slid his money around and gave him some candy and like a burger and it was like, all right, this is your new contract. Cause really like none of it like it, it, he didn't get any more money.
0: Uh yeah, if they if they didn't work out that contract, Jacksonville would have made me look like a genius you know, because he came up with the sack on fourth down that pretty much ended it. You know, he had another sack on a fourth down or like a pressure on a fourth down earlier. Jacksonville yeah. got three turnovers. You know, they just couldn't do anything with it. You know, so like, um, but but there's two things that I might have to eat crow about. Like, so maybe Anthony Richardson and Sean Steichen or Shane Ste- Steichen, Maybe that's the right quarterback coach combination, you know. Uh,
1: what I Anthony, what did I say last week? Stop running the ball and taking unnecessary hits. Yes. What did he, he do? He did it.
0: He did it. But before and that, he was out. But before that, but before six that, six for ten. Look good. He was looking good. You know what I mean? Like can't do any of like that maybe, from the locker room. You can't do that from the table. Can't do know that know I mean? concussion and, protocol. And then the second thing that I might have to eat some throw about is, and maybe both of us will at some point this season. Maybe the Rams are better than we thought they were.
1: They are surprisingly good.
0: Cause cause like they I had
1: them at four and thirteen or something like that. Yeah, like I think four. I had them at they seven and ten, you
0: know, but they, or six and eleven. But they controlled that first half against San Francisco until the last drive of the half. And then they let San Francisco go down seventy-five yards. And San Francisco, I feel, took the momentum at that point, said playtime's over. But but up until that point, and, you know, this Puka Nakua, you know, just broke the record, you know, for uh, I think it was most receptions in a, first uh two first games. two games. Yeah. so, so like, right? Yep. And then you got Tutu Atwell, who I liked a lot in college. I didn't know how he would look in the NFL. He's had a quiet first few years. But now he's starting to break out because Van Jefferson was supposed to be the new lead receiver with Cooper Cup out. And he's been nowhere to be found. Kyron Williams, the rookie running back, you know, Cam Akers is on his way out of there apparently. So the Rams look like they have a little core. They just got to figure out what quarterback is going to lead them beyond this season, I guess, or maybe beyond next season. But Stafford. Okay. Stafford's looked a lot better than, you know, I thought coming in because I just didn't know how his arm would look coming off the surgery. That was one of the big reasons why. I was down yeah. on the Rams. And, and of course they like sold their defense, you know. But uh, but they got a chance, you know. Like even if Burrow plays Monday night, the way that he's been looking,
1: I can't I can't foresee a real I if I just paid 260 million dollars for you to be my quarterback for next three or four four years, I can't risk you getting hurt. Because you're at a you're at a 12 month rehab with an Achilles, right? Minimum. So that means I lose you for all of this season. I lose you all of training and minicap and OTAs and everything next season, and then you still might not be ready to go. And we're back in the same position next year, where you're working yourself out of rust in season. And come like you know, working through an injury, I say sit him. And I would I would sit Burrow for at least two games, and hope you don't go zero four. Yeah, maybe you bring Andy Dalton back. I don't know if if Carolina's willing to let him go. Uh, I I mean, like I said, there's not a lot of quarterbacks sitting on couches that are going to come in and be saviors, but right. There's a few guys throughout the league that you might be able to, to squeeze. Like you might be able to get Jameis out of New Orleans. I don't know what's going to cost you. I mean, Carson uh, Wentz still out there somewhere. You might, you might. Hey, Carson Wentz, his last his year in Indianapolis when they ran him out of town, he went 27 touchdowns and seven picks. His problem is when it's not there, he tries to build it. And it's like, dog, right. it's not there. Right. just go to the next play go to third down it's second and 12 we get it you want to make a play it's not there throw it out of bounds and we'll you know we'll make something happen on third and 12 or it's not there on third down we'll punt it don't try to throw it through here or throw it back across your body or take an unnecessary hit and that was fourth and 7 and you got hit for no reason you know yeah. stuff like that
0: guess like who ran for that's who ran for 183 yards yesterday
1: the Cleveland Browns.
0: Or not yesterday. I'm sorry, on Sunday, my bad. On Sunday, who ran for 183 yards.
1: 183?
0: Yeah. The Buffalo Bills!
1: Oh, the whole team see what, see what? Yeah, see
0: what happens when you don't force it? Josh Allen, 31 of 37. You know, uh, three touchdown passes. So, you know, like, obviously it was against the Raiders but now you got something to build from, you know, Miami. I don't want to do the hot take thing, but man, can we hurry everybody's, up? And this, can we get to this miami, Kansas miami City game? I, I just, no, I ain't talking about winning the Super Bowl or nothing. I just want to get to the Miami-Kansas City game.
1: Everybody's big on Miami. I'm pumping my brakes on them. They gave up 34 points to the Chargers. Tua was throwing up knuckleballs. And <laughs> if this offensive lineman can keep his keep his footing off the lateral, you know, New England has the first down and they're still Maybe driving. They go to, to, they go to overtime. So I yeah. get, you know, you play to win the game, and if if was the fifth, we all be drunk. I'm just not sold on Miami, considering that Tua still has to throw the ball deep and it's only so many plays you can get on film before weeks six seven eight nine ten people like okay these are your plays i don't know if he he can't throw off platform if it's not on time right where it needs to be just he just doesn't have he doesn't have the 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 nfl cannon to make up on the fly every once in a while you have to do that in the game. Granted, not to Carson Wentz' extent where you're just kind of throwing it at people or, like, sometimes with these rookies looking in the middle of the field throwing it back, but every once in a while you're going to have to, like, throw it in a win. You have to throw throw it into a tight window. I'm not sure that he has the, the arm to do that. Granted, yeah, his wide receivers are open super quick, but you can yeah, figure out, you can game plan against that. And that Christian you know,
0: Gonzalez interception, man, wow. You know, and, you know, like, You know, I'm not really the biggest New England guy or anything like that, but you know, if they want me to support them, all they got to do is keep wearing them uniforms. You know, I love, yeah, I love those uniforms. Like, I don't, I don't even like white helmets. You know, we, you know, I've been talking about white helmets all weekend. Like, with the the Browns were out there looking like a bootleg Miami Hurricane last night. It was driving me nuts. Like, get rid of the white helmets. No more white helmets. But, uh, but before we switch again. You know, uh, you talked about your team for a second, so I'm gonna talk about my team for a second. So Sam Howell. You know what I'm saying? I see a lot of Carson Wentz in him, you know, with a little <laughs> bit of mobility from the standpoint of stop holding on to the damn ball. You know what I'm saying? Like that is a they,
1: young quarterback mistake. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. They're just they waiting for the it. big
0: play to open up, I guess. You know, but they were down 21 to 3, came back and outscored Denver 32 to 12. You know, uh, the offensive line still looks a little shaky. Uh, Linebackers leave a lot to be desired. We still probably need another big name or, like, you know, somebody that can play corner. But taking the focus off of Washington for a second, I feel like this is a weekly question that I'm going to be asking. Is Russell Wilson really as bad as people are saying? Or, like, it's It's, just – No, it's – I don't think he is.
1: expectation versus reality. Cause not even the hail mary, but like
0: he was like, he he looked he looked. I mean, he didn't throw a lot early,
1: but when he needed to, I he don't making, know if he fits.
0: Deshaun in Payton, Denver, or,
1: I don't, or just I be- just it's just something about it just doesn't look. It's like seeing it just seemed like when Tom Brady went down to Tampa Bay, it looked like he got drafted in Tampa Bay. Like, just the way he approached it, it just it just felt like he came in and commanded the the huddle, the room, the organization, this get on my, my back, yeah. this is my team, even though colors are different, the location is different, I'm here. I've always felt like Russell just has that, it's like that look, remember, I told you I don't like uh, Superman versus Batman, because when the bomb went off, and you, if you pan across Superman's face in the courtroom, he just looked like this. Yeah. That's how I feel about – I just I don't feel like he's as engaged with this team. And I think it might have stemmed back to that Broncos country let ride and everyone was kind of beating him up for it.
0: Yeah,
1: And I don't think his teammates really, like, rallied around that. It should have been, like, the rallying cry, whatever, of the team. And I think he was trying to imprint his personality on it, and it didn't work. Right. And it just felt like he has never – like, been connected because if you look at his numbers, if I told you a guy went 18 32, 308 passing yards, three touchdowns on the pick, and he ran six times for 56 yards, that's a good game for an NFL quarterback. Yeah, especially when it's over 30. They win, they win. Uh, but because it's Sean Payton, and then he commands the- Sean Payton likes to win. Sean Payton's that friend that goes out with you, and he'll be DD. And he'll, you know, you're drunk and he'll be you, you in the crib. But he'll tell a story about how he did all that for you to a group of other people when you're not around. So when yeah. you pop back up, like, oh, man, I heard you had a rough night last time. Like, talking about? Oh, yeah, man, Sean told us he had to do this, 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 and this for you. And you're like, was that necessary to have that conversation? And he, he did it with Drew right. Brees, too. And he did it when he was a pundit on TV. So I think what he's doing with Russ is, like, I think he's looking at it like, the team doesn't want to fire me and buy me out, but they can spread Russ's dead money across whatever amount of years. His count
0: ain't big enough for the get, both of us. And get get rid of him. So I think he's like,
1: <laughs> I'm safe because they fire me. I'm getting my 20, 25 million a year for whatever the length of this contract, whatever the, that, that language is. Yeah. I just don't think he's a good coach. I, I don't think he's a good coach. People forget, like, yeah, he had Drew Brees, and they had a couple of 5 and 11 years in there. It's just a matter. He's he's a big personality. He's a he's a, a, a Bill Parcells kind of personality, the same way Jeff Josh McDaniels is a Belichick disciple. Because so, if you so look at his record, a, his record is the same as Mike McCarthy. Mike McCarthy. Yeah, that's what out I was about to say. It.
0: Like since since uh since Dallas is two and zero, and Denver's zero two, I think that gives McCarthy, McCarthy and, and the edge. The same
1: exact. No, I think it's the, the same, same exact, same record, exact now. record. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So like, that's just wild, you know? Um, but yeah. Um, and before we, before I'm going to switch topics in a second, but you know, before we go, you know, we talked about the running backs and the plight of the running back and here we got Saquon missing three weeks now. And what now they're saying he heals fast. So he could play Thursday, but you know, if he misses these three weeks, obviously kiss all those incentives. Goodbye. And, uh, Nick Chubb definitely wasn't a soft tissue injury.
1: Definitely. Yeah, I, I've seen some clips like and I I I, like I said I could watch the surgery, I can't watch the injury.
0: I don't know why. I like watching that stuff. I don't like to see I, it happen, but I'm just like, wow, how did that do that, you know? I,
1: I just, can I can I can sit in the operating room and watch the whole surgery, I can watch it on TV. That, all that works. I'm scared. I this can't watch one. how you got hurt.
0: This is the second one. So, you know, I'm a little scared for him. Cause he had one in college, you know, that was, that was like that. So
1: take your you know, time I, I heal. You're already like, you're already getting paid. I know you love but football, you, but you got a lot to walk too. So but
0: I tell you what y'all fantasy football players out there better go grab Jer- Jerome Ford. Cause oh he man, was he's already down.
1: Picked, he's picked up in every league. I yeah, guarantee he, you if you play fantasy football right now and you log on to whatever your thing is, he's probably picked up in 99.7% of leagues already.
0: Yeah, like, so, you know, but, yeah, like, it was just that play. Because, like, I saw it, like, in live time or, like, live action or whatever, real time. And uh, I didn't notice it. Like, so it happened. But what I heard was I heard the hit.
1: Like, and then I, the, then I just heard, did I just heard? I tell you, I don't want to hear. <laughs> no, no, you said you didn't want to see it. I want I don't want to see it. I want to think no, about it. I just heard the crowd running back. I can't even think about like. I, I just heard after. the
0: crowd go, oh, like you know what I mean? It was just like all at the same time. But hey, we got these 0 2 teams, you know, uh got Minnesota, New England, the Chargers, Denver, Cincinnati, Houston, Arizona, Carolina, Chicago. You know, so I'm going to just go ahead and let you know I eliminated Chicago, Carolina, Arizona and Houston from this conversation because I ain't got no hope for them. But I was mad at myself because remember I had texted you and I was like, yo, who are you who are you thinking about? Like, because I got some teams that I'm thinking about. And, you know, when, when I messaged you that I was such a dumbass because I was like, it's got to be the Colts because Anthony. Rich- Oh, they're not 0-2. So I had to go back to the drawing board all over again. Yeah. So, so so I'm gonna let you go ahead. Like uh so I don't these 0-2 teams. It's 0-2 which one 2 do you teams. have confidence in?
1: All right. The first team that I have confidence in is the Patriots. I think their conference has winnable games because The Jets have quarterback questions, and I don't like I said, I don't think there's a guy sitting on the couch realistically that they can bring in and and make changes. Go ahead
0: and call Mark Sanchez.
1: I mean, RG3 threw his name in a hat, yeah, get out of here (laughs) the other day. Uh, I mean, like I said, realistically, Jameis Winston is like the only starter that I can think of that's where Andy Dalton at these days. Andy Dalton's in Carolina. I think they are pretty much probably want to keep him.
0: Yeah.
1: Uh, maybe try to get Cooper Rush from Dallas, but I Where's don't know. Where's Mason
0: Rudolph at?
1: Mason Rudolph is still in Pittsburgh. Where's <laughs> Trubisky? Is Trubisky? Is Trubisky on a on the team? That's a good question. So if you don't have Trubisky, maybe. Uh, but like so, I like the Patriots. Yeah, I got to pay because I think they can they can, they can beat the Jets twice. Because a quarterback play. I think they can steal one from Buffalo because
0: Josh will give it they, away.
1: Did just Josh give Josh and McDermott will give one away and Bill and hey, All they need is like 30 it.
0: mile an hour wins to beat Buffalo, right?
1: You know, I think they'll be they'll beat they'll beat Buffalo in a game 20, they'll beat them like 24, 20, something like that. Like one of those games where New England just just runs the ball, plays good, solid defense. I think Mac looks good. I think Mac looks comfortable. He
0: looks better than it's not tra- you know. Then I gave him credit for.
1: Yeah, I think it's just not translated the wins, which might be frustrating. But they are a toe drag away from being in position to to beat Philly in Week One, and they are an extra step before they start before that offensive lineman falls before they you know convert that fourth down. So they are in games. I think it's, they have to find a way to to get these points early. And find out who's your playmaker that you can get the ball too early to early. The you need you need to steal a touchdown, like similar to how uh, Garrett Wilson got that slant against Dallas and just took it to the house. You see the steal one like that. You because right. you're you're at a disadvantage because your skill position players are either young or Juju is not. A, Juju's a natural two, and then you you play tight ends. Tight ends are gonna really give you big plays down the field. You're gonna need Keyshawn or Born to like just catch them catch a team in the zero coverage and just take that slant to the house early in the game, that you know, something along those lines. But I have faith that they'll be able to figure it out because I have faith in the in the coach. I think the quarterback has confidence and the coach has competence. So I think that's that's I was leaning towards the Chargers. Um but like I said, I don't know if the hangover blowing that 27 point lead is rinsed off just yet. Because that final drive against Miami, when they was they were down 36, 31, they got the ball back. They it just Miami just blitzed them like three, four times in a row. And they never really adjusted. And I, I watched most of that game because that was the week I had like four games on. That was that one was on right. the TV at iPad. And I don't recall Miami doing anything like that early in the game. But that particular drive, after they got the ball back, they just they just sent the house at Herbert. And they didn't really adjust. And like you said last week with Staley with the timeouts and losing to Tennessee, which they don't even score. They don't score points generally. You, know, you give them 27 points. So I'm down on the charges. I don't completely, I don't have them completely written off because I think they'll get they'll get a couple wins against the Raiders. Uh I think they'll. Denver is another team that's in that 0 two spot, and there's the the quarterback coach cohesiveness is just almost non-existent. So I think that's another opportunity for them to get the points. Yeah, where, the does Bengals, Denver, I'm not, where
0: does Denver go this weekend?
1: What we got? What we got? They go to right Miami. So to Miami, I mean, it is the NFL. Anything can happen, right? But zero and three. Yeah, so and I'm then a- they do they do get they get two they get two breaks. I don't want to call them breaks, but they're at Chicago and then they're and the home Jets, back,
0: back. for the yeah. Jets before they go to Arrowhead.
1: Before they go to Arrowhead,
0: yeah. So that's what I did. Kind of the started off. I looked at the next five games for these teams. Um, so New England's next five games at the Jets, at Dallas, at home against the Saints, at the Raiders, and then Buffalo. Um, the Chargers go to Minnesota. So we'll find out one of these answers real quick. Uh, They, they get the Raiders, they get their bye week coming out of the bye. They get Dallas and then go to Arrowhead. So I don't like that. And then they get Chicago and at the jets, Uh, Denver, you know, gets at Miami at Chicago, the jets,
1: Jets that's Chiefs at Kansas city. Yeah, I love. Green Bay I, then back yeah, to Kansas, in, Green Bay or Bay or at Kansas City Kansas yep. City comes in, yep. then yep. Buffalo. Yeah, yep. this so I don't this Denver, so I don't like Denver. Denver, Denver's because you got to look at the schedule. Yo, they they it could be bad. Oh yeah, it could be bad. It could be
0: like two and seven or something like that.
1: They could be bad because if 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 we were okay, if we want to give them, if we go to the next six weeks, uh I'm gonna go 0-3, Miami, one and three, two and three, two and four, Green Bay.
0: Toss up, but they they
1: could be up. Green Bay though. So benefit of the doubt, I give them three and five, three and six, three and seven when they get to Minnesota November nineteenth. Or Minnesota comes there. So they're three and seven. After the Monday night game at Buffalo, everyone's watching. I think that could be the game if they leave that game three and seven. Yeah, then they're running. They're they're starting another quarterback for the final seven games.
0: Jarrett Stidham, call him up. You know, Um, so so like I I was looking at this. um, The reason I had messaged you was because I was thinking about New England as well. And part of the reason I was thinking about New England was I looked at the schedule and it's not about, it's not about the schedule that's coming up. It's about the schedule that they've already played. So like those two games are probably the toughest two games. Anybody in the NFL has played this season, you know, cause we're going into week three now. So yeah, like Philly, granted, they were at home. That was the positive part, but playing Philly and Miami back to back was probably the toughest two game stretch. That anybody has had so far. So you would yeah. like to think coming out of that, they'll be fine. And they get the Jets this week. So they should be fine. But I like it. They got
1: Dallas on the first. Yeah. So that's that's gonna be a tough game. That's a one that that I think they got them. That has them one and three.
0: So so Denver, um, to your point, not only is Denver liable to be three and seven or whatever, but when you look at these two games that they played that both were winnable they missed two kicks against the Raiders two field goals and lost by one and then they blew a 21 to three lead against Washington yesterday or uh, Sunday so those are two tough losses to take with a new coach coming into the building yeah but know?
1: but I don't think the I don't think the conversation in the building is hey we just need to tighten this up tighten this up we're 2 and0 I don't think that's the conversation I think the conversation is, Because you didn't do your job. You didn't
0: do what I, yeah, you didn't execute.
1: And it's not even like, it's not even Peyton directing it at uh, Russell. I think just collectively, I don't know if they're, I think there's more optimism in New England at on 2 even though Bill is big on doing your job. Well, well, Matt Jones has looked a lot better. Than it is in Denver. Because he
0: has an actual coordinator now, an actual offensive coordinator now. Yeah. Um, but so I came down to LA and Minnesota. Those were my two teams that I was butting heads against to figure out the answer to this question and that's why it's so weird because they play each other this weekend.
1: but uh, two on one.
0: but this is but this is what I was thinking about, right? I'm gonna go somewhere different with this one. I was thinking about luck. I was thinking about luck and room to improve. Because Minnesota, this season, you ready for this one? I'm listening. And these two games that they've played against Philadelphia and Tampa Bay, they have ran for a total of 69 yards. So you got to, hey, how can we improve? Figure out how to run the ball. You know, number two, luck. Luck. Luck because not only do you need skill, not only do you need players, but you need luck. So the Chargers, you know, played uh Miami week one, lost by two, lost in overtime to Tennessee. We talked about all the stuff with Staley, right? But the Chargers haven't committed a turnover yet this season. Correct. In these in these first two games, you know, uh Justin Herbert. You know, um, no interceptions. So, you know, they're protecting the ball so far. But this is the NFL. You know, Minnesota, on the other hand, from a luck standpoint, in these two games that they've played, seven turnovers. Seven turnovers. Yep, so Kirk Cousins with the pick, and they've had six fumbles. And I don't know how many teams fumble six times, lose six fumbles
1: over the course of
0: two games. They right.
1: lost a fumble on the kickoff, on the punt return. It was a good punt return, too, against Philly. Yep. Basically just gave – I think they fumbled it. I think he Don't fumbled forget it like Justin a,
0: Jefferson fumbled it in the end zone.
1: Fumbled out of the back of the end zone, which changed because Philly went down and got points. Yep. Um, that's why you don't reach the ball out.
0: They, they might win that game with that play. Game of inches, right, because he was at the one and – like the ball went if over he, the pylon.
1: If, if he tucks that ball in, then it's first and goal from At the, the one, one inch line, yep. and then maybe they throw you a fade. You still get your touchdown. Yeah. Uh But if, he he still had like I think he had like eleven receptions, like one hundred sixty yards. He had he still had a monster game against Philly. Yeah. Uh, I,
0: so right I think I think, I think the they'll Minnesota be alright. I like
1: Brian, Brian Flores as defensive coordinator. Yep. I think he'll figure it out. I think he'll tighten it up over the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, I'm just looking at Minnesota schedule here because apparently I forgot to write it down. But look at that Minnesota schedule. Here we go. So, so look at that Minnesota schedule. They get the Chargers at home this week. So if they could pull that off, they go to Carolina. They get the Chiefs at home. They go to Chicago. They play the 49ers and then they go to Green Bay. So that's a little tough,
1: but they can be three and three at yeah, the. Yeah, they could be three game. and
0: three. Then you get a toss up at Atlanta. A toss up with the Saints. A toss up at Denver. You get the Bears again. You get the bye week. You get the Raiders coming out of the bye week. You know before you get the Cincinnati and then you know Green Bay and Detroit. And depending on where Green Bay is at that time of year, you know uh, we don't know yet. You know, but so 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 I went with Minnesota because I feel like the luck has been going against them, and I feel that as the season goes on. Their defense will improve with Flores from game to game.
1: Yeah, and, and I think then, Kirk Cousins, Kirk Cousins is playing better at his position. I think his I think the chemistry he has with the coach is better. And yes. the chemistry he has with his number one wide receiver because in LA, who is the number one wide receiver?
0: Keenan Allen. Is it? I think so.
1: I mean I he had both touchdowns you think yesterday. So? You yeah, both the touchdowns so. yesterday. That's what I'm saying. You um, think so, but he's out so often that he builds a rapport with Mike Williams Mike, in those weeks that yeah. he's out. Whereas, yeah. even if you look at Atlanta, the number one wide receiver is Drake London. If you right. look in Minnesota, number one is Justin Jefferson. Not only is he the number one by position, he's a favorite target. Philly's kind of having that problem because they have Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. I think A.J. Brown is the number one. But Dallas Galler might be Jalen's favorite target. Yeah, and then Devontae and, Smith is probably his favorite matchup because he is the number two guy, and he probably doesn't get that role coverage the way AJ Brown does. AJ Brown wants the ball, so I just think that those kind Jordan of Jordan Addison's
0: been looking good too, and 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 you know uh, he's come in hit hit off you know with a high start um, two games in. So, like I said, no I hate the panic. Him. There's no need no, to no, panic no, no. for most of uh, these teams. Well, Some of these well, well, teams are hate-
1: basically right their season. As a learning experience, Texas. Well, well, I, I just learning. hate
0: trying to use. I hate trying to use stats because
1: these things are go to stats full. this early. I right, use, right. That's what I'm saying. I use but but uh, but, 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 but here, comfort here's and flow and what what looks what looks sustainable.
0: So, so it's one thing to say that Joe Burrow is injured. It's one thing to say that Joe Burrow doesn't look right. It's another thing when you see that Joe Burrow is complete fifty six point nine percent of his passes.
1: Well, I mean, if you can't plant your back foot yeah. and let it but that, fly, that, that just,
0: but that just tells me how serious the injury might be that like we're like, they're probably thinking like, oh, it's a calf. Like he'll get through it. But obviously there's something more there.
1: Um, or, I you mean, they, they, you got to keep in mind, they, they, they played two tough games. I mean, Cleveland had four turnovers last night and only lost by four points. Yeah. You know, uh, two of them went for touchdowns. So it was like. I think Cleveland's defense is probably better than advertised. Baltimore's defense is always what it is. And they lost they lost their game to Baltimore by a field goal. Granted, maybe it probably wasn't that close. Um, I think Jamar Chase not getting that many targets, not that many catches.
0: Yeah, five catches for 31 yards. And, you know, T. Higgins with the two touchdowns, you know. Um, so, so he's doing so,
1: enough. I think it's just a matter of, like, it just might be – you just ran into two tough teams early, and you might be a little banged up. So you're at. Uh, the I don't point think
0: it's that though, because like I said, because like to me, like Cleveland, like I don't know, like a lot of people were trying to use the weather as an excuse for that game. I'm not going to use the weather. Cleveland because, played in the same weather. Yeah, Cleveland played in the same weather, and like, like I said, Deshaun Watson still
1: doesn't. It just doesn't Cleveland, look right. Cleveland mm-hmm. has a Cleveland has a good defense. Like I said, they, they do. Had, they, they do. They gave up. I mean, good defense in the NFL is I'm gonna say it's hard to find, but most defenses are opportunistic and they get the tip passes a la Detroit. Detroit's a good pass rush. That More interception
0: Pittsburgh got to start the game last night. <laughs> yeah, so
1: it's like you just you need a little, like I said, you need a little luck every once in a while, and sometimes it's just a matter of you play two division opponents in back-to-back weeks, and your quarterback didn't play most of training camp, so it's going to be some rust. Like I said, he only had 82 yards in the first game, and the weather was right. pretty bad. But right. bad weather games are because of this 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 new I don't say new passing offense. But with the NFL game plan being so encapsulated with throwing the ball that you got to run it. I went to my son's JV game. It was raining yesterday. They were going five wide. I'm like, we're playing on a grass football field. It's pouring down raining and you're going five wide. What happens? Ball goes through the wide receiver's hands. Cornerback picks it, runs it down. Other team gets a touchdown. Like run the ball in the rainers. You can make it happen, you just have to be committed to running the ball in the rain, especially when your quarterback's kind of injured. So, you, you have to make the that conscious decision to run the ball. Cincinnati is a team with they have championship aspirations, so I think that's why this being 0 2 for them is tough. But I don't think it's gonna, but, but they've been there before, like I said, they started they're just, off just in going a tough to division, right? Yeah, they're just in a tough division to where you don't go on seven, eight game. Runs in the NFL often. It definitely doesn't happen year to year. You won't have multiple teams doing it. Uh, nine and eight is going to be a lot of. That's going to be the record of a lot of teams in the playoffs out of the fourteen the AFC, teams. Yeah, it's so, going to be a few teams that squeaking at nine and eight or ten and seven with a point differential like plus twelve or something like that, like the way. Right.
0: So before we so get it out of won't, here, yeah, it won't oh be, go ahead, it won't be too crazy. Well, I was say before we get out of here, uh, real quick, you know what's Thursday night look like?
1: Thursday night. What do I have? What do Giants have? at it? 49ers. This. I like Brock Purdy. I think he might be as good as advertised. Well, I think he's, I think, think, he he's, I think on that
0: deep ball. Like he looked like how you said, Quinn, yours looked against rice.
1: <laughs> yeah. He, he might. I love his attitude. Like, for instance, that's the difference. When something good happens in San Francisco and you put the camera on Brock Purdy, you know something good just happened. Something good happens in Denver and you put the camera on Russell Wilson, you have no idea what happened. Tom Brady throws a touchdown. He's fist pumping. He might be slapping the referee in the ass. I mean, something's happening. There's some energy there. Sometimes that's all you need. You just need you. That's why you need an energy play. Colorado got it with the turnover um, when they were like uh, against Colorado State with a tight end, and they hit them because they're about to go on for another score. They granted Colorado didn't come back and score, but they got the crowd back into it. Right. You know that energy. I think Brock Purdy, the team believes in him. If you look at the uh, the clips from the NFC Championship game, and Fred Warner was like. What's up with Purdy? What happened? What was Purdy? What happened, Purdy? What's up with Purdy? What's up? What's going on with Purdy? What happened with Purdy? Like he was asking like multiple people, like frantically, like, yo, what's going on with our guy? You could tell that's that's energy. And like it does, and it's deflating when he gets hurt because you know his, his energy resonates throughout the entire team. And right. he's this is a an all-pro defensive linebacker. Worried about, you know, this young quarterback, you know, like it was you could tell like it was like very frantic in his voice. I don't think people care if Russell Wilson's suspect on the field. I'm not sure if if well, Russell Wilson had people, if, defenders
0: yelling at him coming to the sidelines last season, last year. Yeah. You, yeah. The, the,
1: uh the Melvin Gordon look, that mean, yeah, we know what that look means. It wasn't like yeah. sometimes you can just kind of catch. We know what that look means. And I think that's the difference. Uh, Staley. I'm not sure if the players are, are responding to him you know, but I think D'Amico Ryan's players are responding to him. I think Kevin O'Connell and Minnesota's players are responding to him. I think Mike McDaniel's, granted, he's 2 0, but you could tell because mm-hmm. they had a stretch last year where, you know, they lost a few games, but they turned it back around. It just, it's I think it's just a matter of belief. And I'm not sure that uh, the Broncos are going to be able to turn that around. I think the Bengals have it because they went to the Super Bowl, they went to the AFC Championship last year. They, beat you know they beat Kansas City in the regular season. Uh, they beat Buffalo in the playoffs. So they beat the teams that they feel as of right now are their competition. Right. You can get you can get Cleveland the next time around. Like Cleveland, Cleveland is a team that's not going to get better. Like they're not going to get better offensively as the season goes on. Because if they lose weapons and Deshaun Watson is not getting any better, like he doesn't look more fluid. Looks like he's under duress the whole time. He's, he looks a lot like the way Justin Fields looks. You know, just like with just more experience, like yo, you should be getting rid of that ball. You shouldn't get two face mask penalties. You know, it's just right. Things like that. I think by as the time since as, as, <laughs> as the quarterback, as the quarterback. <laughs> I've never seen a running back get that. And then he like slung them out. I mean, it it just was it just was a little reckless. So I think Cincinnati will be able to turn it around. The Chargers. I'm not sure if they have faith in the squad. I know New England's going to be ready every week.
0: Yeah, even if they don't turn it. it around, they're still going to be a tough out.
1: They're going to be a tough out every single all week. season you're, long. Yeah, you're gonna you're gonna make that mistake. You're gonna fumble, and they're he's yeah. They're either the going to be goal. the best
0: team. They're either going to be, they're either going to turn it around and get close to the wild card. Or they're going to be the best six and eleven team we ever saw.
1: Best seven and ten team we've seen yeah. in league history since we gone to seventeen games. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, you know, like I said, we got the Cardinals. They're tanking. I think the Vikings can turn around because their division is, I want to say, winnable, but they're going to be in a position where they can steal a couple of games. Yeah, I mean, they're zero to two right now, but vision. Detroit
0: yeah. and. uh Um.
1: Green Bay one and Green Bay one.
0: are both one and one, yeah. Like you know what I mean. And each so, one of
1: those teams are gonna, each one of them is gonna give you a game on their home field. Right. You know so.
0: You know, whereas Denver got Kansas City in front of them, but Denver's also and already, they already, you know, already lost, loss.
1: and they already lost to the Raiders. Right. At you home, know. yeah. And now they got to go to Vegas. And I like I've been to Vegas, and I don't know what kind of curfew players have when they go to Vegas. Cause that was one of the things I was worried about when they would talk about moving teams to Vegas. We'll talk about that when we do the NBA expansion too. It's like you could get into some stuff in Vegas. Like if there's not a strict curfew with security guards, and when do they go? So the so that's December 10th. No, no, no. Hold on. Hold on.
0: Are you talking for the tournament?
1: No, no. I'm talking about a. Uh, Oh, when they go play the Raiders, they go play the Raiders in January after New Year's, so their season could be over.
0: Yeah, so for all intents and purposes, I think it, it will
1: it, be. It'll be over. So it was like you already you you gave up the the win you you needed was this first one. You needed to set a tone because the next time you play, so you got a division game against Kansas City, and two, and U- two weeks apart two weeks apart, and then you get the Chargers in week 14, and then you don't get them again until 17 and 18. Yeah, so you could
0: be 0-3 in division before you even get to Las Vegas.
1: And then your season can be over week 14 by the time you get to play your fourth division game. Right. So it's like you're going to have all these different factors laid out. I think Denver's probably going to be one of the more disappointing teams. They might end up being in the hunt for – one of these top quarterbacks in the draft, one of these three or four or five picks. Maybe I don't know if anybody else trades away for Russell Wilson or anything like that. I don't think anyone would make, I won't say I want to call it a mistake, but I can't, I can't see their own. If they were two and zero, it would be like a disappointing two and Cause it's like, you could tell they would probably still want to get rid of Russ. Right. But his record <laughs> is going to be like, well, he's two and And then, you know, uh, don't don't let them mess around and beat Miami and Chicago. Now they're two and two going coming back home to play the Jets. All
0: right. Last thing before we get out of here. Just a random, just a random question. Who's this mystery team in the East that's getting into the Dame Lillard conversation?
1: I haven't been privy to that because the only thing I heard was that the Miami situation is... Yeah, there was a story
0: came out yesterday that there's a mystery team. It has to be Philly. Yeah, I was thinking either Philly or just as a surprise. If it's not Philly, I was thinking Toronto. But I just can't see anybody else. Like, it wouldn't be Boston.
1: the, The money... So the money has to match. So... That would be Philly sending Harden and another guy that makes about twelve or fourteen million.
0: Yeah, to
1: Portland Maxine. for Dame. That's what I'm saying. Like somebody that that yeah. makes around that money. Because I think the Maxi and Tobias Harden. Harden signed. He opted in. Was it thirty five it six four
0: or something like that? Yeah, somewhere, somewhere, around there. somewhere in
1: that range. Dame is probably sitting at. 44 46 in this part of it because his extension.
0: Yeah, because it goes up to 60 yeah? at some point.
1: Like, yeah, I guess it's 60. So I yeah, think this and... might be so this might be his 50 million dollar year. So, so you got to throw in Tobias Harris and James Harden for Dane Willard. It seems like a terrible trade, but I think just for the sake of getting getting each each group out of your hair. Right. Just check. leave your ego at the door, sit down at the table at this boardroom, make this meeting, make this this deal happen. Or not necessarily this, that particular deal, but make a deal happen Right. versus just letting it drag into the season. We're yeah, about to hit Clippers, October here in the next couple of weeks.
0: Yeah, because the Clippers have officially pulled out of the James Harden sweepstakes. Because so. it's
1: probably – um, you know what it is? Daryl Moore is probably – Jeff T told, tells a story. Like he he's slowly low-key becoming like the best like NBA storyteller. Yeah. Like his cadence, his voice, is just it's just it's just dope. So if you get a chance to see him, I forgot what the podcast is called, but he tells a lot of stories. He talked about how uh Danny Ferry was his GM when he was in Atlanta. And he was like, he was a restricted free agent. And he said, Danny Ferry told him, like, listen, I don't like you. I don't like the way you play, I don't like your haircut, whatever, whatever, whatever. And he was like, fine, I don't like you either. So he Talked to Milwaukee, got a deal done, called up Danny Ferry. He's like, listen, man, I'm going to tell you the truth. I don't like the way you walk. I don't like how tall you are. I don't like your bald head. I don't like your <laughs> hands. I don't like the way you dress. I don't like anything about you. He was like, all right, cool, fine. He goes to Milwaukee, you know, he waiting at midnight for Milwaukee to send over the paperwork because that's when it was official. He said, 1204, Danny Ferry called me. He was like, right, See, you. <laughs> see you in Atlanta. Because he was a restricted free agent, yeah. so he basically just matched the we offer. He's he like, yeah. he's like, that's how business goes. So it's just like that. That's like that's the the thing with the NBA is like, I'm gonna do the best thing for my team, regardless if I like you or not. So Darren Moore might he might not care that James Harden called him a lie. He's like, I'm still running operations here for the Seventy right. right. So if you as a player are gonna give me the best chance to win, I'm gonna keep you. And if you don't play, I won't pay you. So you're kind of over the barrel. He was over the – like James Harden should have been playing harder Mm -hmm. this past season so that somebody else could see – like maybe, oh, you're playing because it's a contract year. The same thing with Kyrie Irving. It's like, oh, he's playing that because it's a contract year. Maybe, maybe not. But do you want to pass up on the fact that he does look good? He does look like he has two or three more good years in him, and you can get him for forty-two million a year, whatever that number is. Do you mm-hmm. want to just pass that up because you think he's only doing it because it's a contract year?
0: Yep. And if nothing else, sell some tickets. Exactly. <laughs>
1: Bunch of beer t-shirts.
0: <laughs> yes, you know that's Mister Logical. You're I, I am two five. Please like, share, review, subscribe, all that good stuff. It's free. You Tell, know. Your grandma.
1: Tell your she grandma. She got Spotify.
0: You know what I'm saying? Because I'm about to be in this throwback that I make a glance, you know? <laughs> and uh, So, you know, we'll be back on Thursday previewing the college football weekend, previewing the NFL weekend. You know, I'm I'm looking forward to watching San Francisco smash the Giants. But hopefully know, my Amazon
1: me. isn't 10 seconds behind Mike because he doesn't keep the big plays, I'll be
0: trying. I'll be trying. Like, I'm too doing
1: stuff
0: like I this. I get too excited. I get too excited.
1: Oh, you know that's that's oh,
0: nah, no, right. I get too excited. I just, I, I'm gonna work on that though. That's you know, so that's gonna be my new year resolution, you know, what saying? <laughs> but I gotta, but I gotta do it before New Year's, so you know, it'll work out, you know. But you know, thank you everybody for the support, the love, the views, all that good stuff. We'll see you in a few days. Peace.